Once I rose above the noise and confusion Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher But I flew too high Carry on my wayward son There'll be peace when So it has come to this, the main event, 2022's Game of the Year. First up, our role of honour. Previous winners, 2015, we had Super Mario Maker in third, Metal Gear Solid 5 in second, The Witcher first. In 2016, Super Hot third, Doom second, Hitman first. 2017, we had Cuphead third and a joint winner of Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey, which still gets me to this day. Uh, 2018, we had Celeste in third, God of War second, Marvel Spider-Man first. 2019, Outer Wilds third, Control second, Ape Out first. 2020, Hades third, Last of Us Part Two second, Paradise Killer first. And in 2021, Hitman 3 third, Resident Evil Village second, and Psychonauts 2 first. Sorry, Jack. I'm, gl- I'm glad you got that one in order correctly this time, Dave. Yes. Yes. Um, I am... Um, it's, a, it's a weighty list. Like, it's a, it there's, a, there's how, a lot of Stone how, Cold classics on there. How many times do you think we're going to do Game of the Year before we, we've done it so many times that you look at our, our list of winners and go, you know what, we don't need to recite that anymore. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Or we do, like, a New Japan-style, like, list of previous oh, champions montage. Like oh. a, as, like, a somber little video. <laughs> just yeah. like still images. Head, Dave. Yeah. Oh, and and each yeah. category is going to need its own theme as well. Right, that's it. Yeah, right. yeah. We'll start, uh, yeah. we'll start working on those videos. We have I, a full I year. We might get idea. one of them done by next year. The, presti- the prestigious uh, Game of the Year winner video. It's just like, mm. oh, there's Geralt, there's 47, there's Hiroshi Hase. They're all just all the, the lights <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> just a big old ape. Oh, Do it like man. the Keelys with a full orchestra as well. So this is the only category for which we settle on an ordered list of three. That's quite chaotic in and of itself. But it's also the one where every single game that gets nominated, I throw onto the shortlist. We don't just stick to 10 with this one. So, with a deep inhale and channeling my best Excalibur with 30 seconds left on the broadcast, your nominees are Windjammers 2, Elden Ring, Splatoon 3, Neon White, Tinykin, Vampire Survivors, Marvel Snap, Immortality, Return to Monkey Island, Live Alive, Signalis, Ollie Ollie World, Citizen Sleeper, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Tunic, God of War Ragnarok, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Norco, Rumbleverse, Sifu, Roller Dome, Power Wash Simulator, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Card Shark, Stray, Two Point Campus. Whew. Can I say two things about that list? One, yes. that's, that's, a a powerful, that's a powerful list of video games. Yeah, excellent. Two, list. just look at the lack of AAA titles in mm. there. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's not been that many this year. And I was reading Sank earlier about if you look at like Sony first party and uh, Microsoft first party, like there's been one first party Microsoft game this year. Do you know what it is? What? It's Pentiment. Oh, mm. yeah. 
Wow. Do you know what that's I, not making it which we didn't list. get to which, which we didn't get to <laughs> yeah, well also do you know what I was thinking during the gap between uh, well I was, I was I was kind of thinking similar to you where I was like wow the AAA games really loaded up Ham Sandwich this year as opposed to Game of the Year but also um, something that I, I should have had a late write-in shout for um, Ham Sandwich or Disappointment of the Year depending on how I was feeling that day completely completely forgot that Dying Like 2 came out this year oh yeah oh yeah I think that suffers from earliness in the year but also being one of those seven million hour long things yeah where you know did you remember Overwatch 2 came out this year as well yeah that's kind of but not for any kind of positive reason Uh, that's also the funny thing is I'm glad none of us are really I mean obviously it was a a big winner when the first one came out I'm glad none of us are big Overwatch people because there's a debate we'd have to have about whether or not that's a new game or a fucking you know what I mean because that is like if you I was I heard recently that if you go to like CEX and buy an Overwatch one disc and put it in a PlayStation, it will boot up Overwatch two. Like the like it's that is it that is it's a it's a perfect game to come out yeah. in the year of Stanley Parable uh, Ultra Deluxe yeah. because it is a completely bizarre it, it, sequel, not sequel, point five expansion pack yeah. piece of bullshit. Uh, right, for one final time, gentlemen, let's consult the wheel and see who is going to go first in this. Biggest of categories. Will, will, will. Starting us off this year, the honor is given to Barry. Oh, wow. Thank you, Wheel, for, for gracing me. Um, I will say, to kick us off here, Stray. We've talked a lot about it um, in fairly mixed um, uh, tones. I think we've maybe been a little bit harsh on it. Stray nah, is a very good No, Stray is a, Stray is a fun <laughs> little game. But we've been a little bit harsh on it, like cutting it first on this list no, of like, listen, your hey, games. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, um, everything nominated is a great game. Okay. Um, <laughs> We're all winners all, here. They're all great. I mean, I didn't play Pokemon. I'll take your word on it. Um, you know, they're all they're all winners. They are all lovely girls. Um, um, <laughs> but Stray, I think, I think the consensus from our earlier conversations is that the hype dwarfed the actual game, which is not the mm. game's fault, but when it, but leaving, even leaving the hype and all the online conversation out of it, which I think we should do anyway, this was a, nice little game if i can put that patronizing label on it yeah. that's what it is um, it's not so yeah. we, we really need to be harsh and uh, like in this category and think like is it going to make top three well, and then, i think yeah, that's also based, as well yeah just based yeah. on our like you said the conflicting thoughts early on i don't think it has a hope in hell Look, it, not to bring up the keelys with every single game we talk about this year but you look at the the list of nominations for game of the year in in the keelys and one of those games sticks out more than the other in terms of what the fuck is that doing in there? Right. And why is it in there? And, you know, that's a whole nother debate for another day. And that game is a Plague Tale Requiem. <laughs> yeah. I that actually did think that, that game when when he said it, Garrett. I was thinking that exactly. It's like, I, I, I totally agree with this point of Straight, but also when I saw that Plague yeah. Tale one, I was like, oh. um, But it just it is. It's like Straight is a lovely little game. I have, I don't really have any complaints about it. But, like, I'm also sitting there thinking, there's nothing here that's, that is truly remarkable. It's just it's a really well-polished, uh, AAA-ish looking style game made by a small studio, which in itself is a very impressive feat. And, you know, for that, uh, the, the studio is applauded. Absolutely. But just... No, it's just not, not game of the year. Not even I, close. I, I'm just crunching in my head there. Like, thank God we all have like a reasonable amount of takes of game of the year in common because now that there's five of us on the show, we could conceivably have had 50 nominees in this category. 
That I noticed Nobody crack. Saves the World didn't make this list, by the way. I'm pretty sure I dominated. Oh, Shout well, out to we'll Nobody Saves the World. But we'll throw it in yeah, then, So gosh. somebody can cut it. You can add it in so somebody can cut yeah. it. But shout out to Nobody <laughs> yeah, Saves the it, World. Give it, 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 it didn't make the cut when I put it in for the ham sandwich either. So maybe just, maybe it's maybe uh, got it's cut above a ham sandwich. Is it's, 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 that, that is in the 8 out of 10, like it's above a ham sandwich. Uh, like it's, it's, it is a front runner for a very good game of the year. I think it's that and Call of the Lamb front runner for Oh my God, is Call of the Lamb not on this list? That doesn't and well yeah because I think Call of the Lamb like we all were in agreement that it yeah, starts really well I think we really all soured well, on it too just, much to put it in Game of the Year like I yeah. think I think it's actually fair that it's not but I'm like kind of got. I think everyone's kind of gutted it's not better than it is because yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. played it and I was like this is class played an hour of it and immediately went onto the spreadsheet and put it on there yeah. for oh, Game of you, the you Year and by the time I was finished and... sheepishly took it down yeah. like yeah I think this is a good interval to talk about the, the things that yeah they, they so, probably should have been better and maybe been on the list you know Halo Infinite, Dave, you've not put on the list as well. Yeah, because that, that, that fell off for, for me personally. Did you have it nominated? No, but you no, had it on just, your top Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, when I, like, I, I didn't think it had a realistic hope of hanging. So I, I had like, Halo I, Infinite on until about November. Yeah, I had just, it on for a lot. And I think yeah. by default of, like, there, was, there wasn't there was 10 things I was super passionate about. Like, I, I talked about it in my article about how, like, I really enjoyed my time with the campaign. Is it something I'm going to tell people, like, go out of your way to uh, to play? Not necessarily, but sometimes, like, you get a big kind of dumb single-player shooter at that kind of dead spot of the year where nothing's coming out, and it was, was like, that. exactly what I needed right then. Um, but, yeah, it didn't have a, a hope in hell, really. So, like, <laughs> on and off the list. Uh, yeah, and the only for... thing that of anyone else's you didn't put on was Nobody Saves the World yeah. from Gareth. Yeah. Just despite me. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, nice moment. Next up, we have Jack. Okay. This is where um, he just takes off. Nobody takes the work. Yeah, there's an easy one right there. <laughs> Tell you, it's not going to save the world, Did Jack. <laughs> Did you just... Oh, so you've actually put it onto the list now. It's on there. It's on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get it off the list. I mean, come on now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it didn't make the list in the first place and nobody noticed, then why is... We can't really. I, yeah. I, I will say... Uh, I'll I'll say kind things about Nobody Saves the World, in which I would say it's not Game of the Year. It is, again, frontrunner for very good Game of the Year. If we had a category between Game of the Year and Ham Sandwich, it would fit right in there. I think it's just a really cool little checklist game where it's like here's like three objectives and then here's another five and then here's another seven and you and they're all very small they're all like kill three enemies or find so many like gold or use this move so many times and they're all very simple and straightforward but it's it's the little brain ticking off as you you satisfyingly do all of those little tasks and I just love all the transformations I think that's what makes the game really cool that there's yeah. all those different transformations that you can chop and change and you can move the moves around from and they give you like an incentive in the actual mechanics of the game itself to actually chop and change them and some of them are terrible and that's kind of part of the fun i think it's a cool little game i I do appreciate that it it really strives to not just have your typical classes of mage and archer and warrior and you have like fucking mermaid and egg egg yeah big fan of egg yeah yeah um i i think it's a really fun i mean i i love um guacamole i i love you know the prior works of of the studio so i was always going to come into to nobody saved the world with egg you know, with uh giving them the the benefit of the doubt but no i i think this is a really tremendous it's not quite a zelda like but you know if you're going to 
immediately tie it to something it has that top down uh, open adventure sort of vibe to it but it's more as you say Garrett in the, the kind of checklist uh, sort of vibe of things but yeah it does a great job of, of incentivizing using all the different classes varying up the moves that you can use between those classes and um yeah, just just a really great kind of like dungeon crawler style sort of game, um, and an easy recommendation. I presume it's still on Game Pass uh, to check out yeah, if you is. haven't already. Uh, Mark, we're sticking with you next. Um, now I I'd been threatening throughout the year to Garrett in person that if I got just to Tunic Garrett. in general, yeah, <laughs> that if I got to Tunic before him, I would strike it off so he wouldn't have the pleasure of doing so. And there's part of me that wants to do that, but then there's part of me that, like, I've gone back over Tunic over the last week. I played a little bit of it. I watched um, uh, Danny O'Dwyer did, a, a like, a short, like, like, a little interview with the developer about it. And there's so much about that game. And, like, so, you know, to... Um, I guess this will be where I do my first announcement of this. Uh, I'm making a game next year. Um, so I... Uh, you know, just looking and listening to Link the to the cast exclusive. <laughs> I can't wait to put it in most disappointing game of next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vicious. So I, I have to tread very carefully, I guess, for the next uh, two hours or so. Um, but just the, the little things that he talks about, the little kind of bits and pieces he does to make, like, you know, players aware of certain things, like where the world is, where, like, the, the kind of how to use lighting in an effective way. Um, there's so many little touches to that game that I think it's a really, really just wonderfully crafted game that just some people struggled with. And in fairness, yeah, like the, some of those puzzles in that game are very, very obtuse. And I can understand that you would look at it and go, what the fuck? Why would I do that? But hey, original Legend of Zelda is exactly the same. And, you know, it's still revered as like one of the greatest so yeah because it was a game that was made in 1980 if the original legend of zelda released in 2022 people would hate its guts <laughs> like it's because it released in 1985 that people are like tunic is far more clever and and uh, inventive in its puzzles even though they're still the, the core frustrations of the two i fully understand them but i still think that tunic does some much more kind of inventive things with those puzzles it has I did my like so, game of the year video over over Christmas, and uh, I saw it was very I, good. I grabbed like thirty seconds of Tunic just to throw in the intro, and I hated every single bit of it. Just having to grab thirty <laughs> seconds of that stupid shitty game, where I just got mad at the combat all over again. I I don't like that game. I really don't. And it, it was so again when it was hyped up as this year's Death Door, which was my game of the year last year. That that set the hype through the roof, and it could not possibly have met it. On on my on my way to being disappointed in um, Tunic this year, I did have that moment where I was like, I would much rather just be playing Death Door again. Because mm. um, I remember, which absolutely I, rocked. My tweet I made um, when I finished Tunic is I did put Tunic. Yes, you did. Death Store, and I, I wrote realized... that down. I wrote that down right next to when you said um, uh, Midnight Fight Express was better than Sifu. I wrote that one down as well. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? Of, of the two tweets, I regret that one more. I, I will, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I will retract that. I will go find the tweet and I will delete it. All right. Um, but the mistake I made with Tunic and Death Store is that they're not. The, if you look at them immediately, yes, they're both like isometrics adventure style games. On that comparison. 
you can go, oh yeah, they look quite similar, but they're actually very, very different games, like uh, mechanically and tonally, and just across the board, they're very, very different games. So you know, but even that both like deal with use the world as a puzzle. Like you have Dead Storehouse, all those like little things where you find little nooks and crannies, and the things you find are useful, as opposed to most of the things in this game. Where it's, <laughs> like they're like the, what really like grinded my gears when I looked up the solution to those puzzles is like what you get for them is collectibles. So not only are they completely like obtuse, unsolvable monstrosities, but you also get nothing for doing them. Other well, than, like, that's a, not technically the satisfaction true. They, they... of solving the puzzle they all like towards the, the secret <laughs> ending Mickey like Mouse is showing up yeah. everybody you just need to look at your monitor upside down and then change your internal <laughs> clock to 3am <laughs> and Garrett I don't Plug think the we, controller into port number 2 I don't think we got you on record for this but Garrett what did you think of the manual mechanic in that game just <laughs> don't 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 Dave don't don't thank god you told me about the shortcut after I played the game for two hours that I couldn't have avoided playing the game for two hours I don't like hey, right. hey, the art. Can the art on that something? manual is pretty cool, though. It's a pretty yeah, cool I, looking again, manual. It's like the, I think the idea of the manual is great, but then what the actual like function of the manual is in the game is just like, oh, we kind of wasted your time, and then told you about things that couldn't have wasted your time. And then I'm just mad. I think mad that's. I think, I think that's. Uh, tunic writ large to be honest I think it's yeah. a bunch of really cool ideas and things that, that and I just I just love the, the the just the feeling of the game just in terms of like you know I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of low poly style but I think that Tunic in particular has a really just ethereal but warm uh, like low poly approach to it and I think a lot of it is in the lighting but just the music as well I, th- I, I, I think Tunic actually has a really underrated soundtrack um, and even I didn't put it in because you know it's it's not as immediate as some of the other things Neon White robbed by the way just to put that back in there let's not um, let's not do that but you know oh, what just because, just because of the vitro I can see from Garrett I will take Tunic off because I don't want to give him that satisfaction can, can I can I uh, present an alternate Keep it on so that we can have the narrative payoff of Garrett killing us. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give him that no, satisfaction. What are you talking about? Uh, I don't see how that works in my favour. No, I'm good, thanks. I will take Tunic off. Uh, I respect the hell out of Mark. Mark, after what, the last five minutes of this podcast, Mark deserves that W. Don't take yeah. it from him. Because, uh, to be honest, it's about the only fucking W I'm going to get this year. So he, has, he has thoroughly controlled his narrative. Um, <laughs> Mark Robinson, Untitled Game of the Year 2023. Start the campaign now. Um, okay, it's my turn. For all the reasons I talked about it in Ham Sandwich, sorry, Jack. Power Wash Simulator is not game of the year. I feel like by, oh, by wow, definition, you cannot give Ham Sandwich game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how it works. It could be wow. Ham Sandwich of the year. <laughs> well, yeah, you say yeah. that, but uh, it's in my top ten list. Is it in your um, top three? It is, ha- is it in my top three? What? Okay, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, with some of the games on here, I I feel like it's uh, a better game than most of the games that are on this list. But yeah, I know, but God of War will come off soon enough. Don't worry. I mean, you know, it's going to happen. There's some games on here that I would much rather play Power Wash Simulator than even play again some of the games I've actually played, I would say. But the thing, Uh, you you made the point... on on like when we were talking about power power simulator um during the ham sandwich how like oh maybe actually might even be during the 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 peter willington show we did i can't remember which one now but it was like here's an idea and like the idea itself is never going to go past a seven out of ten but in terms of the execution of that idea perfect it complete it's perfect we we talked on perfect game for that on that peter show about the 10 out of 10 7 out of 10 yeah it's still a 7 out of 10 it's a 10 out of 10 one of those 
the thing, yeah, but the thing is, like, you're never, it, yeah, it, right, it's, the game itself is never going to go beyond that, but it's a really fucking good game. It is the best version of it that it could possibly be, and I was more satisfied with it than I thought I'd ever be just watching, you know, other people play it or any clips of it. Um, I just saw a little bit, saw it was on, on Game Pass, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to play this and see how it plays, thinking I'd maybe play half an hour of it just so I could talk about it on, on Game of the Year. But I played through the whole game, and it, it's just a really satisfying itch to scratch and yeah I've, I've made the points about how much i love it on that on that ham sandwich special which is available on all your good podcast apps right now um and and on the earlier category on here as to how how much fun i think it is and just yeah it's it's a really great it's a really great game but i i can't say that it's gonna make it to the top Can three I say, I it does have one massive issue right i nope. i have spent at least 20 minutes on one part of a wall where it's telling me that it's like 99% clear but I can't see how many times I hit that fucking Batman radar thing I cannot see the dirt there and I am spraying every fucking inch of that goddamn wall and it's still not giving me that ding clearly not bro because uh, I didn't have that problem myself you just have to get good get good you know (laughs) everybody spends all this time getting really good at their from software fancy pants game whereas I'm cleaning shit and I'm doing it well, so I don't want to fuck around with this. He's section. so committed that I feel like when we like finish this show, Jackson will be like, I actually didn't like Power Wash Simulator, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved. No, I didn't like it. I loved it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, um, I am the 10 cc man when it comes to Power Wash Simulator. I actually thought I don't think. Look, I don't think in my wildest dreams it would even make a top ten if we were actually making a top <laughs> ten category here, right? But um, I, I thought that. Uh, maybe one or two others on on the cast might have enjoyed it as much as I did, but um, clearly, clearly not. So, I guess I'm happy to let it go. Garrett, do you want to do tuning again? I know. Can I? Uh, there is a game I'm inclined to take here, but it's a Mark game, so I don't want to be mean. So I'll 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 go for Return to Monkey Island, which I think is a very cool game that exists. I'm very happy it exists. It's really cool that Ron Gilbert and Dave Grossman got to go back and make this game after 30 years. And there's a lovely thing when you finish the game where they they give you a letter they wrote basically to themselves at the start of development, talking about it's like this is what we want to achieve, this is what we want to go for, this is, and it's it's just a really nice game that exists but it's not game of the year. I love the ending. Anyone that doesn't like the ending is wrong. And even just outside of like the, the, the fact that they go back to their game and, and, you know, revisit these characters. I think that it does a bunch of things mechanically that, uh, um, the handbook. Yeah. Like now I haven't played a lot of modern point and click, so I can't speak for if, if this is like a new thing exclusive to return to monkey Island or they've aped on from similar point and, and click, uh, games recently that have done a similar thing, but like the, the handbook. And the way that, because there's such a delicate balance that you have to find about giving players clues if they're just, they're stuck and they have no idea what to do, but doing it in a way where it doesn't feel like, you know, you're just being dragged through like here, like I I don't need to, I, this is the clue. This is the puzzle. I, I present it to you and just here, you don't have to solve it. You don't have to think about it. It's there. And the way that, you know, Return to Monkey Island does that in a way where it's like, if you want to know something, the game will tell you, but you have to go and literally like look in the book, in the manual. And even then, it's not like a, this is how you solve it. It's a, it's a kind of progression of. Yeah, it's uh, layered. It's like, you might want to go look over here. 
and then you're like, I'm st- I still don't know what you're talking about. Then you could be like, you might want to go over here and talk to this person. And then you're like, I'm still clueless. And you can all the way down to, you fucking stupid idiot. You go here, talk to this person, do this, give them that. Like you can, there's like usually three or four or five layers to each objective where you can be like, I'm stuck and I don't know where to go and they'll guide you. Or it's like, I am utterly clueless and they'll tell you exactly what to do. It's like the new gold standard for hints in video games. Because as you said, it's not just the character saying, hey, you might want to move that box over to that ledge. It's like, oh, thank you for solving the puzzle immediately. It is literally <laughs> as much or as little as you want. And even yeah. like the, the little check uh, check mark system in the game where you, they, they, they tell you like the to-do list, the things you're supposed to be doing just so you can keep track of those. And and I think a really nice touch of game design, there's never just one, like in this game. It's never just uh, one thing you need to do. It's usually three or four. So yeah. that if you're stuck on one, you naturally like wander off and try and do one of the other ones. I think yeah. like the, the, the mecha- the, like games should have this hint system in them, all of them. It's, mm. it's the gold standard for it. It's also the one game I'll allow voice acting. Just the one. It, it Just that. the one. That's it. Jesus, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Putrid take. Um, right, back around to Barry. Okay. Uh, I think I'll cut one of my own here because we're already getting into spicy territory. I'll just uh, rumble verse. Uh, gave it its gave it its its shout out in in multiplayer. It's it's a very fun thing, uh, but not uh, not close to a top three of the year for me. Even on my own personal list, it was not top three. So okay. we, we'll bid farewell to it. We're all being very noble tonight. I was I, I was debating getting getting super spicy, but I was like, ah, the night the night is too young for that. We're going to get to all these games anyway, so you yeah. Know. My pick was purely done out of spite. Like, let's let's not. Yeah. Also, much. you went straight for one of my games, Dave. So f you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm a spice merchant. I'll, I'll, you can't be saying noble and then be cutting I'll, people's I'll games. I'll get I'll get in the mud. You uh, you cut nobody saves the world thirty seconds after it was added <laughs> to the list. <laughs> yeah. You cannot yeah. give out to Dave. <laughs> yeah. Was, I, right. I was hoping no one would remember that. <laughs> Um, okay, Jack. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is Garrett's favourite. Um, hmm. <laughs> There's one here that Garrett will come through the screen for. <laughs> Gross. Um, I think... <laughs> um, it's a PG show, goddammit. Yeah, well, there's, there was something on this list that I was going to cut, but I actually can't see it on this list anymore. Um... Which is odd. Which was two point campus. Was that on the list? Oh, it went on to the next page because yeah, we added. Aha! There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Um. So I'm still looking at the list here. This is this is the the chaos you cause by adding nobody saves saves the world, Garrett. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah Jack gonna... has made his thoughts about adding games at the last minute very clear. Well, yes, that's that's well documented. <laughs> you know. So Jack, yeah, that's the reason because he's like not again, <laughs> never again, <laughs> never happening again, never ever again. No. Um. See, so yeah, I'm gonna cut Two Point Campus. I had a lot of fun with Two Point Campus. Um. I didn't play Two Point Hospital as much. I played it a little bit and i enjoyed it um i got way deeper into two point campus i think it just kind of scratched the itch that i have in my brain um that goes back to the roller coaster tycoon days of you know taking an area and then developing it and you know using all of the um bits and pieces to upgrade different parts and you know having your guests or in this case your students keeping their happiness levels up figuring out the mechanics you know turning a profit making sure that everything works and yeah it's just i i love those sort of simulation games and i've played a lot of them and there are very few that i found are satisfying to play as two-point campus i think two-point campus absolutely nailed this kind of management sim 
um, and the graphical flow and style, and it really rem- it, it did. I just got massive Chris Sawyer roller coaster tycoon vibes from it. It's not that good because if it was, I probably wouldn't be cutting it now. But it's on the way to being that good. Um, it's a, and it's a really fun game to play, but. I can't really see it <laughs> hanging with some absolute mega beasts, and we haven't really spoken about it anywhere else on um, on on Game of the Year. So I think it definitely deserves a shout out. And um, I know you played a little bit of it, Mark, as well, right? Yeah, Two yeah. Point Campus. And <clears throat> yeah, it's. I just it's it's one of those, it's a great one of those. It is. Uh, like I don't think it's it stands out in any particular area. Like because I always feel like every year there's a couple of games that don't appear anywhere until game of the year where they they you know like it's better than the sum of its parts like it has no kind of individual parts to stand up particular you know like music wise graphically whatever but it's not trying to it's not one of those games it's not meant to do that it's just meant to be a decent version of like you know those those simulation theme park hospital style games from a yesteryear and yeah it's a solid version of that personally i i played about two or three hours of it maybe a little bit more and then i kind of felt like all right i've got everything i want out of this um and i was ready to bounce on to the next thing but you know i enjoy two point hospital um and i i think two point campus is, is a very like solid um version of that game and you know if they do another thing like that in a couple of years time and it's on game pass again i'll probably sink a couple of hours into that as well so but yeah i don't think it, it, it marches anywhere close to uh, our top three I appreciate the the difference to uh, Two Point Hospital, where like Two Point Hospital is, you know, person comes up with a problem, you solve the problem, they leave. As opposed to this, is like you're actually running a college, so like the students have like long term, like not narrative arcs, but like the, the, you see the students progress over time, as opposed to just like one off patients coming in. I think that's a neat little touch. It's it's the one thing yeah. I wish the game had like dived more into, and obviously it's a very difficult thing to do when you're dealing with you know tens to hundreds of students, but the game does feel like it's trying to present this like you know your your students do have their character arcs and they do have their individual personalities but it didn't do enough of that for me now i don't know whether it's a thing like later on that you feel that that does start to happen but certainly for those first couple of hours this like there's the potential for it to do that but it didn't strike that chord as well as it could have but that's a good point you make Garrett that I'd forgotten about so yeah yeah you can um like you can pick your favorites and you can follow people around and like you can add them um, so you're always kind of keeping track of what they're doing. Um, but I think like the closer you get into individualizing the experience, the more you might as well just be playing The Sims yeah, <laughs> at yeah, that point. Yeah. Um, so I think um, with Two Point, uh, what, what's cool is like you build towards, you know, improving grades and grade averages of your of your students and, you know, by by developing like facilities and professors and it's really cool to like you know libraries anywhere for them to study it's cool to see those improvements gradually bringing like the the average up to me there's like nothing more satisfying than like seeing a metric in a game just improve and get better gradually over time um it's it's that sort of going right back to playing championship and football manager you know getting a player with higher potential and then just seeing them gradually improve season in and season out and it's very like it's a similar feeling to that but in a sort of sillier format and uh in two-point campus and less spreadsheet based and more kind of graphical and fun um it's a really accessible game for anybody that likes management sims and I would highly recommend it and Game Pass. Um, you know, get on it. Um, Mark. Um, look, this game was a big, wonderful, warm hug, and I loved it from beginning to end, but I don't think Kirby is, is a top three. Let's, let's be realistic about this. I was going to defend hmm. it, but it didn't make my top ten, so I can't, I can't really defend it on merit. I love it when game- that happens. 
it's it, it is it's a really cool fun nice pleasant game i think it has a rocket ending great music doesn't outstay its welcome which some no. games like, like this can this game is like six to eight hours long it's perfect but yeah it, it doesn't hang ultimately at the top it also i think it um has that wonderful thing a lot of nintendo first party games have where it is very accessible in terms of you can be a player of any experience level and get to the end of that game. Mm. But there is enough of the kind of like, oh, here's some extra stuff you can do. Here's some extra stuff you can collect that that actually, the first while I was playing that game, I was collecting everything quite easily. And then as you get deeper into the game, those kind of extra bits become further and further from your grasp, require yeah. more and more challenge. So I think it's really good in that one, in that, accessibility way for people of all ages but also in terms of like for for people like us that might want to just critical path our way through it like just beat it to see what it has to offer by making the extra stuff quite easy early on it makes you go oh fuck i finally missed one for the first time on my first playthrough i go play that thing again and it becomes moorish to try and like 100 percent those levels so it also like because one of the big things you could say uh, one of the kind of the big critiques you would have of um a lot of first party nintendo games this year or even just like big marquee games that came out on the switch this year is a lot of them suffered from some form of like visual or graphical issues and Kirby so, is so did Kirby a little bit, but nowhere near, but nowhere near to the same degree that like your Pokemon's and like off off the top of my head at least I don't remember. Again. <laughs> off the top of my head, I don't remember them as as apparent as like your bayonets no. and your Pokemon's and whatnot. Yeah. And mm, I think they just I don't know. If we, we can debate. We can debate that. I don't know. I it, there is there is some in Kirby and they're pretty in front of your face. Really, I, I don't I, like remember. not like not as look not as much. It, obviously, it wasn't as much as my head line grabber you know as pokemon but that's also because that's pokemon's biggest thing in the world uh, yeah kirby is on average a better looking game too it is on it, it, it is a better yeah, yeah that's probably it too is kind of like okay it has it has it's pretty significant issues but it also has a much nicer broader art style to me that's yeah. the, that's kind of why i mean obviously it, it can easily go here and uh, i i want to finish i haven't yet finished it but it's kind of like that's kind of my my big problem with kirby is that like okay it's it's a really kind of just pleasant vibe game great yeah. music great art style relaxing gameplay satisfying gameplay but if you're going to be an entirely vibe based game and you have those graphical hang-ups that just really sucks because it's kind of like you know what i mean i'm i'm there for that that uh, uh visual package and but it uh, does have mouthful mode so you know yeah yeah it's gonna say mouthful mode you know if, if there was going to be a gimmick of the year category mechanic of the year high. yeah um also barry when you play the finale of kirby i think it might notch you up a point in terms of your rating for it because good. it goes from a very nice vibe game to a sort of insane hellscape of everything exploding and molten lava it goes anime. and you ultimately yeah it goes full anime and you ultimately you know defeating the final boss and, and slamming a truck with mouthful mode like full pelt into them to a massive explosion in the sky. I'll try and find a reason um, to justify bringing it on for like game of not 2023 next year maybe they'll do a Switch 2 version of it or something yeah I mean the, there's no other word for it the end of Kirby is fucking metal it is metal oh, yeah. as fuck it just gets it gets really cool mouthful mode is great it's one of my favorite mechanics of the year is it similar to cappy from mario odyssey yeah a little bit yeah, but seeing a, right. seeing the car it's driving around with a big dumb yeah. big 
dumb Kirby head on it is just so much more fun than like Mario possessing like a person or you know I know you can possess like little objects but yeah just I love seeing Kirby shuffling around as a big stair set with its stupid goofy expression on its face it never fails to delight me like Dave says um they just with the mouthful mode and and unlocking the puzzles it's so easy at first but then you kind of develop more and more ways to use it to to find little bits and levels and unlocks and it does definitely reward exploration but not in a in a horrifyingly like annoying way of like you know having to actually end up looking things up like you can pretty much figure it out it is a kid's game after all, yeah, that, that, that's also something to remember, I... Kirby. It is the entry level video game, like the yeah, it's a Kirby and Yoshi. Are... Yeah, right. And like, I did want to show the the transformations where all the Kirby uh, power ups, where you can uh, level them up basically, and they become insane. Like some of the some of the, yeah, like, the yeah. degree to which they become powerful is ridiculous, and it's so much the, fun. The, to the just things. The final level of the bomb hat just gets insane. Oh, is that like the like chain bombs OP. together? Yeah, yeah. Where well, you can just shoot out like six, seven bombs across, like, and just take out like five enemies on the screen all once. Yeah, they chain together yeah, they're, into they're like really one cool. giant explosion, or the the fucking humongous sword Kirby can get by the yeah, end. The gi- yeah. yeah, the gigantic sword. They are they are really cool, like a, like an interesting little bit of progression. But it does feel very much like a kid's first game because it like it. it sort of introduces you to skill trees it introduces you to puzzling it introduces you to platforming it is just an intro to all those mechanics those mechanics are probably all done more satisfyingly and more artfully in other areas but kirby is such a solid all-round really fun great game i spent like eight ten hours with it loved all the time i spent with it and and it will it will stay with me i think um i i had it fourth in my top 10 games of the year um just because of how i think just how it made me feel really to play it and how happy it made me and that's usually kind of my metric as to what i like from a video game is to just just give me some joy and and kirby definitely gave me plenty of that i think again it's gonna be very difficult to argue it to be into the uh into the top three of these games so yeah happy to let it, it go it's, but it's wild to say that kirby had a better more impactful and effective skill tree in its game than say a fucking god of war ragnarok but yeah here we, we are. i think that comes back to it just being simple it's like you have a sword that's one size and now you have a fucking huge one <laughs> that's that's satisfying that's fun yeah. when you unlock that bigger sword you can like just murder it's more, things more sword. It's, it's it's a stunning con- uh, concept but it's like this actual visual feedback to yeah. like it's not just oh your sword does 25% more damage and, and you don't yeah. feel that or you do 24.6% extra instead of 24.8 it's like no you have a bigger sword and it kills things that's all you need yeah. in video games mm-hmm. and it looks cooler it does look cooler um, that's that's the main thing for me is that yeah the, i do think aside from the sort of dodgy draw distance like slowdown which just seems to be in all nintendo games like obviously it was really oh yeah that's that's the thing i remember now yes yeah, so i remember yeah. from the demo and me and garrett it, about it's that. the enemy animations for distance it's the same thing in legends yeah, yeah. it's the same thing in pokemon yes, it's the same yes, thing in yes, bayonetta yes. and like like the switch like the, the people are like oh the switch is five years old it's not it's about 10 years old like the switch is power wise between the ps3 and the ps4 which tells you just how old that thing is. So they're, they're, I think, working miracles in a way, but those poor people are drastically restrained by that hardware at this stage. Yeah. I think even if that wasn't an issue, though, I, I can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> even if those it. enemy even... animations were fluid as hell, it does, because it yeah. doesn't make a lick of difference to the gameplay. They, like, they do animate pretty well by the time you get in front of them. It's only when you're about 10 feet away that they're like, boop, 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 yeah. boop, boop. <laughs> 
there were so many great games on Switch this year, and this was definitely one of them. So um, it deserves a big shout out here. Uh, I'm next. I think I'm going to go for one of the big boys. God of War. You beat me to it. Can I? Oh. Can I? Can I just say it because I, I have actually. I have since since our night two of recording. This is our third session. I have what ten. 15 hours more into God of War. Just, oh, just that game's a fucking it, yeah. slog. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everything would be twice as good at half the time in that game. I, um, I, I didn't put as many in as Dave, but similarly, since we last spoke, I was like, all right, come on, let's sit down. Fucking Jack gave it the hard sell. I'm, and I didn't, I didn't hate it or anything. I'm like, I'm like, he gave it the hard sell. I liked my time with it. I, I only put about two more hours into it. God damn. Can everyone in that game shut the fuck up? God fuck. Brother, you're on fire. This is a dead end. Dad. We can't go here. The solution to the puzzle is this, brother. By uh, the way, shut I, the fuck I, up. I was given out about like oh them God. doing it a couple of times early in the game. But it happens every time you come to the end of like a chapter of the main story. They're like, hey, Kratos, uh, if you want to like, it's so this is the next thing you can do in the video game. It's like, hey, you could go this way. We're going to Midgard next. Or, hey, why don't you, you know, sit around for a while? Mir's like, there's probably like there was literally one line Mir has when I'm leaving. I think it's I'm leaving Jotunheimer or I can't remember. No, it's when I'm leaving Midgard and going back somewhere else that I played um, played this part a day or two ago. And it was just like even Mir was sick of saying variations of this line where he just goes. I'm sure there's some loose end here to tie up before you go. And I was like, oh my God, video game. You've actually used all the words You've and run out of them. every word under the sun. Because it's funny, because it, like, I think it is a, 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 a trick that's sort of like, I think maybe 360 era game common, which is if you can have a little dialogue line trigger for, oh, there's nothing this way, or, or oh, you've done this already. Those, you know, having having the game recognize that you that you've reached it end, that kind of thing was novel. But they they've put it. There is a there is a line of di- of dialogue for every conceivable circumstance in this. You need to dodge left. You need to dodge right. You're on fire. You're on ice. They're coming at you from this. I'm like, dude, shut, stop. Let me play the fucking game. And then on top of that is kind of like the actual. I don't. I think the actual playing of it is just not as satisfying. I I got I did the thing where I got to the conclusion of. I, I freed tier, right? That's like first act spoilers or whatever. Um, I freed tier and then you're walking back to the boat. And I've already done, to get there, I've already done like an hour of bobbing and weaving through tunnels into the combat arenas. You're on fire, brother. I've done that for an hour, right? <laughs> and then we, like, just before you get into the boat to trigger that big cutscene, which is actually kind of cool, they just spawn like five of those lizard enemies to fight you. Yeah. Well, I'm like, yeah. what? Come There's- on, just let me get to the boat. <laughs> I just want to go. And it's like, and it's like, they don't look good. They're not even fun to fight. There's nothing meaningful about the fight. It's just do it to pad it because it's a AAA game. It has to be X hours long. You know. I was like, oh. Also, man. also, just just once again, just to say that fucking yak section section. I but but. But so close to quitting at that point. But Mark, Mark, there are three to four variations on the yak thing. I know, because the there's like the first egregious one. And yeah, yes, yes. there's like bits with wolves. There's bit like there are multiple oh, parts the of this section. game. Because that right, the thing is, like the, the wolf section, you kind of think like 
oh, the game really is opening up now where I can go and I can explore and, you know, really get a sense of the, the Lake of Nines or Nine, whatever the fuck it's called, and just really just be left to my own devices. But there's really only, like, three things. Well, there, there are, like, three specific points you need to go to, and everywhere else, there's fuck all there to explore. So it's like you've, you've presented this kind of like sandboxy open world or you really can go and do whatever you want now but it's like there's actually fuck all to do other than the critical path I I think the most disappointing thing to me apart from like I totally the more I play it the more I get like what Barry is saying where like it just feels like instead of thinking through different bits of combat and why they're happening and the challenge that can be placed therein it's just like no we need to throw another battle arena in here like in between two connective bits of story instead of just having like one bit of combat or one area of combat now it's just like fucking three with a mini boss just fucking because um As well as that, I think I get more frustrated with the constant loop that happens in the early hours of the game that proceeds through the middle and into the... I'm I'm entering the kind of last phase of the game now, which is that you have so many periods where something happens and you're like, okay, let's fucking go. Here's a cool thing. And then it just fucking slows right the fuck down again and it does that shit again where everybody is fucking constantly fucking like this. And again, like we had said earlier in Best Story, sometimes it's useful and interesting stuff, but it is lost in the fucking mire of this game is making my brain tune out because so much of it is completely useless. Um, There are like some really, really cool moments in it that I think maybe might have featured in my moment of the year nomination list, but moments do not a game this size make like when the connective tissue between individual cool moments is fucking dull monotonous filler i i can't in good conscience put this anywhere near my list um like even there's a great bit where well it starts as as a great bit where they are again we're 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 a spoiler territory here they are building you up like you are gradually getting more and more control of atreus and there is a bit where kratos accuses him of going to asgard and he hasn't yet but essentially this puts the idea in his head to go to asgard and there's some talk in a kratos section later on about how sometimes trying to avert fate seals your fate because like you know you tried to stop him from going to Asgard, but that's what made him go to Asgard. That's what we call the whole... So Raven principle, by the way. Yes. She never worked that out in that show, that every time indeed. her interventions would cause the future she saw. Yes, indeed. Um, there is a great, like, bit where you control Atreus and you're like, okay, I'm making the trek now to Asgard. And it's cool. There's a great, like... It's dramatic. It kind of reminds me of... The climbing wasn't as fun and as intu- or as intuitive as the climbing in... Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider, but it was reminiscent of that where like he's climbing up this big, um, this big cliff face, this wall that was built by the giants to protect Asgard, and you're climbing it, and it's building. There's a sense of scale. There's multiple fucking annoying ass enemies. The wall is like exclusively populated by the two or three most annoying enemy types in the game. And then you get all the way to the top and there's the reveal of Asgard and you talk to this guy for a little while and it turns out he's Heimdall. And then you go to kind of like where you go to Odin's gaff. And this is your this is the first time you've seen Odin properly since, you know, earlier on in the game. And you could get like 
it would be great to get like a five minute cutscene of some exposition and stuff like that. But what you end up doing, and again, if this was much shorter, it'd be much cooler. You end up getting a whistle stop tour around Asgard where you're just fucking walking around between people doing their chores around the town. And maybe that that's a cool idea for a couple of minutes, but then it goes on for a couple more minutes. Then it goes on for a couple more minutes after that. Um, and that is the the single greatest sin of this game is excess in writing excess in like the amount of everything they just wanted the most of everything into this game and what it does is it dilutes the stuff that's actually good poor jack um, has sunk further and further into his chair sorry buddy i mean like i, I, I do feel agree, bad so. saying this um yeah i mean i feel like every game getting cut so far all games that i like as well so i'm gonna be saying absolutely shit all in the back half of this podcast um i like the tour of asgard i like most of the stuff that you've already mentioned is the cut is the is the um you know stuff from mir and that like the dialogue sometimes a bit cloying yeah it can be did it bother me that much no not really um I thought the story of the game was worth all of the, you know, bits and pieces. And I quite liked exploring and doing the puzzles. And I didn't mind being told at the end of a section if there was like, oh, you can hang about and do some other stuff. It was a cool way of letting me know that there was still some other stuff that I could do because I don't like to miss things. (laughs) And it's why it takes me like so long to play a lot of games because I like to try and do everything in the game. One one of the things that that Chasman asked about that is that stuff to me should be self-evident by the fact that all those dots are still on your map and the fact that there's already a text thing when you finish the chapter. Already a text thing will show up for the next chapter going either proceed to this checkpoint to Midgard or stick around. You know, it, it already says it twice to you through the UI of the game without Mimir or Freya or whoever else is fucking chilling with you um, to say that. There's also a really annoying one of those sections with Thor as well. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm out. I'm going to fucking womp people with Thor. Oh, no, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I like the game. I just get fired up I, the more I I am going to finish it. I'm going to finish I, it. I like the game. I'm on an island. Um that's fine. Um I don't think there is literally anything I could do aside from wiring you all money into your personal accounts right now to get this Which to I'm totally to open to. Yeah, I'm amenable yeah, to that. On on the table. I mean so we're keeping God of War is what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Um, I, I think one of the things I, I think that maybe makes me so mad at it is that, like, it's not, I totally get, and it's, the, you know, it's you and me have had this conversation about certain games over the years, Jack. Like, it's the Far Cry thing. Do you, mm. do you know what I mean? It, like, it scratches that itch That's for you. That's why I like it yeah. so much. It's like a Far Cry mixed with God of War. It's, of course I like that. It scratches <laughs> an itch for you me. in a way it absolutely doesn't for me. And it's like, yeah. it, it doesn't have a patch on the old game. And the thing that I think riles me up more than any of that, because like I, I didn't get this riled up about Far Cry or anything like this when, when you would have nominated them in years past. I, I suppose the mm-hmm. thing that I can't, it feels like, a, you know, Mugatu, I'm taking crazy pills here, that like there were places throwing tens at this thing. Like and like, even yeah, if you're it's a, not a ten, even if you're a high, yeah, exactly, Jack. Even if you're a high man on it, it's not a fucking ten. Like there is, it's not a ten. Yeah, it's nowhere near a ten. Um, I'm giving it like an eight and a half, maybe. Yeah. Like it's a, it's. A, I I found it like a really fun, enjoyable video game. I liked this. I thought the story was sort of like nine out of ten. I, I love the story of the game. I love Atreus's arc. I know that Mark. Like I know you said you you don't really 
didn't, you didn't really vibe with I, that. I'm fine. Thought, with, I'm I, actually I've, fine with the story part of the Atreus yeah. thing. It's just, yeah. I think the seams of that loop of we're just constantly going through small battlefields thing. I think that shows up even more because he's less fun to play as than Kratos. The, the, the cool thing about the, this game, right, is 2018 God of War is they made the game and then he put a story around it. With this one, they made the story and then put the game around it. And that was the cardinal sin. And, and then they put some more story around that. And they put some more story and more, and game, more around game around that again, around apparently. apparently. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and and as we've mentioned before, the Odin arc is is really cool. Yep. Um, he's a really good bad guy, and one of the better bad guys in recent memory. Yeah. In the video I, game I wish he was in the story. last one because he's really good. <laughs> yeah. Like that would have added it some some serious source. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I I hear it. I, I you know you're not the only ones to think this. I've heard other publications and people saying similar stuff. Um. It's yeah. It's a matter of opinion. I'm not going to sit here and argue. Everything is a counterpoint. It would take way too much time. I will let God of War fall on its blades of chaos um, and get the fuck out of here. Cool. Um. Okay, Garrett. Uh, the game I was going to take last time was still there. Background. All the Ollie World. A game I didn't particularly. I know Barry and Mark like it. A game I I really didn't particularly like enjoy. I thought it was just kind of dull. But I got I got kind of bored by it. But yeah. Can, the world's called Radlandia, though. I mean, the extra mean then that's the, the best g- name. I, I found the aesthetic of it kind of cloying as well. I, I uh, kind of uh, sorry. Oh, I can't disagree so him, much. Obviously, I, I, every game you? I like is just in a puff of smoke. I've got right here. I've got right here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I love it, but I just thought that this particular version of it. I love that I can go and reach my physical evidence for. I I do think this like most of the writing is completely throwaway, but I think the visual style. I I think it it, it pulls from that Adventure Time aesthetic wonderfully, and I I wrote in my blog post about it that. I, I always liked the Oli Oli games, but I wouldn't say I was ever particularly like, um, f- like uh, in love with them because uh, I found them too frustrating. Um, and yeah, I find that Oli Oli World does the kind of like, I don't know, I guess the Super Meat Boy thing for me where I'm happy to do the one more attempt at that, uh, that particular um, uh, level. And the way that it gives you the checkpoints and it's like, you know, it doesn't punish you that you have to do the entire uh, thing from the beginning again right. but there are obviously and if you fuck up as well i feel like you press the button and you are straight yeah. back to that checkpoint it is like you don't have to worry about jittering or loading you press yeah, the yeah. button you're, you refresh yeah, your that, back that, that, is great. That, that is, is great. that is the yeah. meat boy you know rayman legends origin sort of thing and yeah. it, it nails that um and you know the the different objectives and how you know you can if you want to get that perfect run you can go back to the start but you don't have to you can just get through the uh stop at different checkpoints if you need to the way that it gives you like the different alternative uh routes to to go through and the the kind of more trickier routes and and how it really like tests your reflexes and your understanding of the mechanics of the game um i will say i did try to come back to it a couple of months later when the dlc came out and i couldn't play the game again because it's just it's one of those things where it's that kind of metroid dread where your hand is making very interesting shapes oh it's better than that come on I was going to say, don't hurt Barry well, even more. I, I, like, I was giving something for Barry to, to uh, understand what I was trying to get to. You get in the zone. You get in the zone, right, you Mark? Do, you it's do. a bit like jumping back into Tony Hawk. Yeah. And, like, you know, you, you try and land, like, a one million point combo, like, in the first thing you do, and you don't have your sea legs under you at yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a very... You get, like, the physics of the game and the flow of it and how it feels to me are more satisfying than another game which is on here than I think based on its physics and its flow and the way it plays 
personally, but we can have that conversation a little the, bit later. The one thing I wish the game did have more of, like, because there's a bit where you have a, a race down a ravine against a bear who's in, like, a, a, like a yeah. rubber dinghy. Yeah, in the rubber dinghy. And yeah. I wish the game did more little kind of random bits like that. Um, you know, just those little things that, you know, just bring a game from up from a, an eight or a nine to a 10 or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's in my top 10. It wouldn't be in my top three. Uh, I, I think they took that Ollie Ollie core concepts and expanded upon it. Um, and, you know, I, I have very little complaints about the execution because I, I got into that rhythm of I wanted one more attempt to this. I wanted to do better. I did get better. I felt myself getting better at the game in terms of my own skill set and what the game asked of me. Um, but you know, it's also like, I guess it's kind of similar to the, the sort of nobody saves the world or even the Kirby where, you know, it does everything that you want it to do, but there's only like a a kind of peak of like the score, the, the feeling that you get about like how high you could rate it. And I think Oli Oli world suffers from that as well, but I I think it's as, as strong as it could be, uh, for what it is doing personally. Two things, gnarly Mike, great character. Also, a person called Gnarly Mike. Why would not want to do his challenges? He knows the shit. And somebody mentioned the aesthetic. I would describe the aesthetic as as, as like punk pop Adventure Time. So like, <laughs> if you took Adventure Time and, and made it into like a sort of Blink One Eight Two Sum Forty One video, um, that's exactly what uh, Oli Oli World looks like. It's like you know early two thousands um, punk rock skate culture, um, meets, meets an adventure time aesthetic, which I think is just really cool. Um, it looked really nice and it actually even again played pretty well on the switch. Um, obviously because it's a side scroller, right. And I, I do love the way they incorporated a little bit of 3d cause it's only really ever been a 2d experience, hasn't it? But like you get to those like bowls and, and it's got that um, kind of 2.5d sort of vibe to and it. It's, yeah. And I, I think, I think the game looks really it nice. Does. I think it's just, absolutely, it's a, it's a real nice step up on what they've previously done. Um, again, is it a sort of game, has it got that same power simulator thing that we mentioned where this sort of game is only ever going to get this far because it isn't reinventing the wheel. It's just really nice, fun, subtle improvements on the previous formula in a game series that I already enjoyed. Yes. Is it the best Oli Oli game so far? Absolutely. Is it going to be game of the year again? Probably I not. can't wait for the next Oli Oli to be like a Gravity Falls inspired style. Oh, uh, that'd be awesome. Oh, holy fuck. Mm. Yeah. Let's uh, just go I mean, or, or they just, they just make Oli Oli Wild X Tony Hawk and like they sell Activision, sell the rights to Tony Hawk's Oli Oli Wild and then you just get a mashup of there those you go. two. Yeah. Just give me that. You said go hog wild and my poisoned brain just started thinking of the next Oli Oli world being set at Sturgis. So. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Why not? Uh, okay. doing hill flips, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So on background to Barry. Oh God! See, I was going to do Ollie Ollie World, and I feel like that was like the last easy one to cut. Um, so I am drawing a blank. Um, I guess Windjammer is two. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I obviously we we chatted about it during uh, multiplayer. A, a, a cool Windjammer sequel. I think they 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 did it. They made another Windjammers, and it's it's great to see it. 
But uh, yeah, I, I, you, you know, do love to see it. You truly it's do. It. It's Windjammers 2, dot, dot, dot. They did it. They did it. <laughs> I, they could have absolutely said that because it was because it was one of those games. Um, uh, you know, I think we I think we hashed it out a lot during multi. That was another one we discussed a lot during multiplayer. Um, you know, I, I, I just felt like <laughs> considering they did it, I was expecting a little bit more out of it. Um, and I think that's mm. the main reason I'm not into it. But it was, it was really good. <laughs> it was yeah. a really good one of those. Yeah. yeah. There's not much really you can say about air hockey, is there? No. It's not air hockey. It's, it's not air, air hockey. Frisbee. It's air frisbee. Uh, yeah. Come on. We're jamming some hot discs, my hot friend. There's a difference. You know, it's a world of difference. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think it features in uh, no, me and Mark's no. top three. I, I so. fam- like, we're the, the Windjammers guys. Yeah, I, I think if I think it's just pure like gameplay, there's like one or two games and this is one of them. If, if I just stripped everything else away and was like, just what is, what is like the <laughs> game? Voice acting gone. Go vo- voice acting just <laughs> out the window. Uh, fucking take your story, fucking whatever. Just just pure gameplay, like Windjammers is Ones there. and zeros it, it, on the screen. That's all Mark yes, wants. Absolutely. Literally. You, I, think, you, I, you I, I, I think Mark is just bringing out Pong next year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> yeah, you wait till you Pong see my game, I can tell you. Um, Mark yeah, did it. Pong Deluxe. If so, they, yeah. Oh, my God. If there is a word of dialogue in that game, Mark, we are coming down on you like a ton of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. It'll all be just Every, uh, like... Emojis? <laughs> Yeah. That's it. Ruin it, bro. Um, okay, so Windjammers is gone. Jack. Yeah, I was probably going to cut Windjammers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so just having a look on the list. It's quite long uh, still. There's still a lot on there. There's still quite a lot of games on here. And then, yeah, you, you, you're in the territory now where you're like, well, I'm probably going to upset some people. I, 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 I feel it. I don't know what Jack's going to go for. I can feel in my in my waters this might be the round where there's there's a... a Protest. On a, do we, do we want to give I, I, a, I think, a quick state of affairs? Sure. Yeah. So remaining on the list, we have Elden Ring, Splatoon 3, Neon White, Tinykin, Vampire Survivors, Marvel Snap, Immortality, Live Alive, Signalis, Citizen Sleeper, uh, Zetablade Chronicles 3, Norco, Sifu, Rollerdome, uh, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, and Card Shark. The 16 Jesus. games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Still quite <laughs> a lot of games. For a while. <laughs> Settle in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. think this is the phase. This is the can. phase where we start yeah. identifying the like the minority passion projects that just aren't gonna get over the line into the top three because yeah. less than what, half you mean of us like, have played it. Except Jack's passion projects, because pretty much all well, of them. Well, to be fair, everyone played it and hated it. So you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, 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 three and no one's played it. Like, oh, I guess we have to take his word for it. <laughs> I saw I played it. I like yeah, it. Hell yeah! I don't. I haven't. I haven't played enough and of it. I, 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 as I promised you, Gareth, I bought it. I haven't played it yet, but I bought it. It's all we <laughs> after need. After I finish, <laughs> after I finish Slog of War, I'm getting to that one next. I think. <laughs> oh God! Just, just brutal, isn't it? Just brutal. Got <laughs> um, some Dave look. likes, Jack. Come on, <laughs> get him back. I don't. I don't know because I think most of the games that Dave likes, I I actually probably would say deserve to be on Dang the it. list still um yeah i feel like i'm gonna cut this and i don't know it might elicit some protests but realistically this ain't a top three game um i 
it's it's a it's a good numbers based card game, but Marvel Snap yeah, that's, is not winning. That's game fair. Of the year. I'd love I'd yeah. love to have a scrap about it, but it's kind of. Like, I actually thought about cutting it first, to be honest, because I was kind of like. <laughs> we also yeah. all came on the call earlier and, and we're just like, it. God, I haven't played this thing in like a right. Week, a couple so, of weeks. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing this fucking thing every day. But you came, you came to it later doing... than the rest of us, though. So, no, so no, I was, I, I was last one. to it. I oh, was sorry. last. Oh, sorry, Dave was last. Sorry, sorry, Dave was last. It's Mark has a mental illness. Oh, I. I have a deep, deep sickness. Well, we should cut it and thing. stop enabling him then. I yeah, think is maybe. Yeah. I, it is really I, cool. I, which is so funny because, like, of the four, of, of, of the five of us on the call, if I were to go Marvel super fan, <laughs> Mark Robinson but, would but be my last guess. That's the thing that I like about it. I like <laughs> the fact that it doesn't have to be a Marvel adjacent yeah. thing yeah. for it to work. Um, it helps in the fact that, you know, maybe it could it could have used any characters and I'd have established like, right, that character does that gimmick and whatever. Mm. It's just, it you know, obviously adds that presentation of like some very nice looking cards and all the shit. And the very, like the, there's so many different variants they have now of those cards, which I, I do appreciate as well. Um, I It's just, it's the, I guess it's my biggest surprise of the year. Um, totally. You know, like I... I when I think about it, I actually really do like those sort of deck builder games. I don't play that much of them because most of them, most of the time they're on PC and I'm not going to sit at my PC and play a fucking deck building game. Okay, I like the fact- Dota 2 guy. No, exactly. Doesn't like Triple Triad despite exactly. it's one of the best yeah, one of those games. Get Absolute. your fucking shuffle and boogie and get out of here. Clownfish. Um, yeah. But yeah, just Marvel Snap is just that perfect. Just get up, yeah, boot it up, play a couple, play a couple of rounds uh, and off you go. And uh I feel like we've we've spoken about it um, elsewhere, and I've spoken about it on like previous podcasts. So I'm not going to waste too much time um, because, yeah. <sighs> depending on the pair of trousers I'm wearing that day, maybe I'd say it's in my top three. But I think I had it at number four. Mm. So yeah, if I just do simple math, then um, yeah, I'm not going to put up the fight. What, but it's what's great. What's got to do with your trousers, bro? <laughs> He keeps his phone. He, what he means is, if I could pull it out and play it right now, I'd be saying it's actually number two. Careful. Be he's, very he's, careful, His phone, I mean. His this phone. Is, this is going on YouTube, Barry. Uh, yeah. We can't be talking this kind of smart. Um, okay, we're uh, sticking with you, Mark. <sighs> There's one I really want to go for, but I know I'm going to get pushed back. So... Um, I'm going to go for a different one that I think will... I don't think it will get pushed back, but I know I'm going to see some sad faces when I say it. And I think it's a game that um, kind of similar in vain to, I guess, like Oli Oli World and Nobody Saves the World. I think this fits into that category. I was surprised to see certain people go and bat as high for it because I thought it was like a... It was a very decent game, but not not more than that. And that was tiny. Game. I knew you were going there. No so, way. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I'm more on the Mark side than the Barry side. And that oh. if we if we did have a very good game of the year category, it's right up there. It's about, such a good like, little game, game. with no flaws category. Come on. No, well, we've already cut God of War, so. It, it's such a pleasant, joyful little experience, and I'm, I'm kind of mad that Green Tinykin got cut from the best character because that dude absolutely <laughs> rocks. Like the little like clickety clackety noises you build your Green Tinykin ladders, absolutely tremendous. Riding around on your bar of soap, absolutely tremendous. Fantastic level design, and my favorite thing about the game. I said it when I talked about it the first time. It doesn't have combat, and if this yes. game had combat, it would ruin it. This game would suck if it had combat, and it doesn't. And that was such a good choice. Yeah, but it. 
it's 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 very very good. It's not game of the year, but uh, it, it, it I, deserves a, a, a firm shout out. It made my top ten. See, I'm I, I I'm, I'm shocked. Mark is cutting this and and Garrett. This is the this is the gameplay gameplay fucking game of the year. What are you doing? Yeah, you, no 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 no. All right all right. It, look, the gameplay in this game is fine. You run around, oh, you collect things, on. you it build the little fuckers up. I'm sorry, but you like you know Barry. Barry, all right, when you when you think of me and you think of gameplay, all right, you've right. got Ghost Runner and Boomerang X and Windjammers. Both right? worse than this, all worse than this so far. Okay, go on. Tinykin is not any of those games. Yeah, it's, it's a better. pleasant little... Thank you, Gary. I'm trying to get to my side. It's it's, Mark, it's, Mark is pushing me the other way. <laughs> it's better than fucking Banjo. It's, it's, it's an updated Banjo-Kazooie, and it does it better than that, and I appreciate that. Hey, but, now. Uh, <laughs> we, we've had a phenomenal year for people talking themselves out of winning. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like... It seems like I am the high man on it. I, I, and uh, I mean, what, this is, so this is probably the first time I was... This is in my top three. This was my top three. I mean, I mean... Similar to similar to Max Pants comment, depending depending on what uh, depending on what hoodie I'm wearing on a given day, it's either this or Citizen Sleeper are my my dueling, you know, number three or number four. Um, it's just it's just it it is that pure distilled like mainline straight into your veins video game. Do you know what I mean? It's a collectathon where where I went and I got the full a thousand gamer score on Xbox because I wanted to do everything in it because the the dopamine hit from all the collecting never stopped until I ran out of things to collect in that game. I I licked my plate on that game and even though I was saying it was all it was the gameplay is gameplay. I also I love the presentation of it. I think it's super cute. I love the little I love the little two D uh, paper character running around in a three D world. It's like they they said let's take like Paper Mario but put that aesthetic in like a good game that's fun to play and they they did that with tiny kin <laughs> you're gonna uh, tell me <laughs> what right. cut this fucking I, I, game I'm, now I'm, get this guy out here i'm 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 just like i'm just i'm get getting this the, the fucking game off like, this list I'm right now him off as i sink into the lava <laughs> with, with tiny kin my my copy of tiny kin nestled in my arms i didn't even come for tiny kin i will oh, say for man, as much as i love the green tiny kin uh, the electric one it, it, nah and the, yeah, that I was still trying one, to connect those fuckers together. That was my was one thing, and, I, and I, I, I didn't consider it enough of a grievance to, to, to diminish its, its five star beauty and its oh, five star. But even reading. like the, the bridge building one, which they give to you after they give you the much more satisfying green tiny kin, which is like yeah. highlight of the game. The game could just be green tiny kin, and I'd, I'd be delighted. Yeah. But the bridge building one is also like, all right, I have to wait for this, this, these tiny kin to carry this car to this bridge so I can build the bridge for them, and like that's fine. Whereas the like the pure platforming of it, just fantastic. I love it so much. Also, the the ending really feels like a we don't actually know how the fuck to end this thing. So just right there, done. Like um, like a Python sketch, just fucking ends. It, it kind of does. To, you for, go for to me. the yeah, but it's also it's also like it's it's story was like a cute little thing to move you oh, through yeah, the story. It's, it's not you know, yeah. but even just like the pacing of it, it feels like it's leading up to some kind of big. And I it, maybe it's a case of like because of the lack of combat, it is a kind of like well, how do you do? an ending to a game like that I yeah. mean you know that's a, a, a question that uh, is, is there to be asked um, they but just it, decided it not to like answer the, yeah it just it just kind of ends it has yeah. this kind of short little thing you know I mean right, okay, it's, it's, it's obviously not going to make it I, I, I loved it I thought it was it was it was nigh on perfect uh, um, and I, I also just like I must I love the shrunk down in a normal normal ass house aesthetic that's always great it's know? better than it takes two uh, yes 
Yeah. My girlfriend actually just asked me, can we go back to it? We never finished it because it's 7 million <laughs> hours long. And I was like, we will. We'll go back to it at some stage. <laughs> um, right, I'm next, I think. Yes. That was you, Mark, wasn't it? That was Mark. So. Right. Um, again, I'm, I'm going from that perspective that, like, I'm looking at things that the majority of us haven't played or aren't going to put in the top three. So I... And there's one game that I want to... Um, affords someone the opportunity to take off themselves, so I won't go for that one. So I'm gonna go for the other one of in this category where I think only one person is hugely passionate about it. And I'm very sorry, Mark, but Card Shark. That I, I love Card Shark. Um, I know it's not in the top three. It's not in my top three. I think it's a thing that all of you. I well, I know Garrett did did Yeah, like, as I said, I, I only played it for like an hour, but it was like unlike a lot of games that I play for an hour. I'm like never again. Like. Uh, I won't even name names. I'll be nice. Uh, <laughs> I was going to dunk on God of War again. But, uh, uh, you, I, uh, I was going to say Ragnarok. <laughs> but I played Card Shark and all the, I never did get back around to it, but at least once a month it would pop into my head. It's like, oh God, that game's cool. I have to get back to Card Shark. That's the thing. Because I think a lot of people, when they, they see it at the front, there's like, Card Shark, oh, it's a game about playing cards. And it's like, that's, that's not what the game is. It's about cheating at cards using these really interesting mechanics where, like, you know, um, you're you're uh, pouring a, a bottle of wine um, into a, 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 a you know, a, someone who's playing the cards, he's glass, you're pouring the bottle of wine. And as you're doing that, you're looking over his shoulder to see his cards, to remember the cards that he has, to then go around the other side, to then put like a deck of cards into your, like the person you're with. And it, all these kind of little bits and pieces. And it gets really fucking intricate about the, the cheats. And I love that, like every time you start a mission, you and uh, Comte, uh, your associate, uh, you're in the carriage on the way there and he's telling you, right, this is how we do the trick. And like the game presents you how to do this uh, this trick um, and you get as many attempts to, to do it as you want. And there's this kind of like this very kind of cheeky little music playing in the background where you feel like you're devious and like, right, I'm being a little miscreant here and I'm going to, you know, like steal a bunch of money from the, these kind of rich aristocrats of the 17th century in France and I just love everything it's such an original concept and both like story-wise and mechanically um I think like the closest thing is probably WarioWare right I was I thinking think it's like, it's like that, an extremely anxiety inducing yeah, warrior. Yeah. It's really intense. Like I, I so I, I've died and I got to the death cutscene that Mark outlined in another in another category, which is fantastic. I I I got like a bit of momentary like I dumbness and I fucked up the very easy uh grift you can do on death and i like i lost all my money and it at one point it threatens you it'll delete your save if you keep trying to fuck with death uh uh which i was like all right i'll just let them take all my money it's it's it is it's what the mini games remind me of warrior but it's like way more intense because you've got meters popping off they're suspicious of you you're gonna get killed it's like yeah i'm i'm then, i'm still playing it as we as sort of like you know as we've been doing this and it's 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 really fun it is really fun and, and it's like the thing like where you know you're using you know you got to flick your analog stick right and that's going to cut the deck and then you have to like fucking do like a 360 rotation to fucking like rotate the cards around it's it's super intricate and it really demands like the game it's not a thing where you can just kind of throw off the the tutorial and be like, oh, I'll figure it out. Because no, you you will fail and you will fail over and over again. You have to do the tutorial, actually learn the fucking thing that you're being asked to do, and then reproduce it. But 
it's not that it's done then done in an environment where like the safety net is taken away and it's like you you can't fail this now you've got to fucking actually like land this um and i i, I think the way that it introduces these uh, techniques and asks you to to do them and just the entire setting uh, i i i think it's a, a wonderfully crafted game um but it's not a top three so i'm I'm happy that it got to this point. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, more of you playing it and talking about it because I will talk about this game as the day is long because uh, I think it's just it's a really wonderfully original game in 2022. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Garrett. I'm surprised I'm the one that's probably going to take this off, but at this stage, I think it's Pokemon Legends Arceus. Mm, which is yeah, a game that was, I, I, it I, was one of the ones I had in competition for taking this turn but, uh, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a game I'm, I'm, very, I'm very fond of it's a game I really enjoyed it's a game that I think does a lot of really cool things but at this stage it, it's looking at this list it is probably one to go for me I I I think the the thing that maybe makes me agree with you the most is that you have talked about it in less glowing terms than the Pokemon game that didn't make it onto this yeah, list. I, I, honestly, I personally did prefer Scarlet and Violet. I think that was ultimately like a, a better realized open world Pokemon game. But this this felt like a new, like a truly new Pokemon experience for the first time in a very, very, very long time. Like even like a, a Sword and Shield only dipped their toe in. They dipped their toe in a little more at the DLC. But this is like you go to these sandbox areas, you walk around, you catch Pokemon. They change some of the battle mechanics, stuff like confusion and paralysis doesn't work the same way it does in the other games so stuff like that keeps you on your toes the the kind of strong attack weak attack system which i, I don't think they really dived that deep in on but it's an interesting idea that you can like meddle with i think it's it's as i said it's a new pokemon experience i love the idea of being like actively afraid of pokemon in the world that there is these just giant pokemon who are out to fuck you up you not your pokemon out to like kill you as a person like when this game starts they dump you out to the field and they're like uh, go out there and you might die <laughs> that's the tone of the pokemon game and like there's the, the big boss battles you do that are borderline like dark souls bosses those are pretty cool and the final battle you do in like the post game is one of the hardest pokemon battles but it, at, at this stage it does go for me even though it is it is a game i'm very fond of yeah yeah i mean it's my second favorite game of the year so i wouldn't cut it um but I don't think I'm. I, don't, I, I think wait, I, I, I think, think if Garrett is shanking you at this stage, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, Jack. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It's fine. I just yeah, I'm on a completely different page than everyone else this year. Well, that's um, that's the the joys of Game of the Year sometimes. Not when yeah, you're on the losing side of it, but it, it's good that way. <laughs> and that's why we have the ultimate contrarian, Garrett Kidney, on uh, <laughs> on Game of the Year. This I year. don't know though. I feel like he's just. It, I just feel like you've added another person that seems to agree. <laughs> agree with you oh I don't know when I tried to cut Scarlet and Violet in an earlier category yeah 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 I um I think this is everything that Pokemon have been looking for for years a completely new interesting w- take on what a Pokemon RPG game could be uh, the the catching mechanic is a massive improvement the Pokedex is all of a sudden it, it, it went from just a thing that you know you catch like one 
Ratata and throw it in a in a box for it to sort of choke and die and completely ignore forever to the more you catch the like the better it kind of fills out your pokedex the more information and the you act have of catching them the feels Pokemon really good which i think is the important part it actually yeah it does it's satisfying using the jet ball to like nab something in the air from like a couple of hundred feet away is ridiculously satisfying shiny hunting is the best it's ever been in this game it's so good like you'd be flying over a uh, a field and you just hear that ching, and it's like that little moment you know that somewhere there's a shiny pokemon so you kind of loop around and try and find it and that those are like some of the my favorite moments of the year for the few shinies i caught i absolutely love the way that instead of just stuff in a box you now have like a farm you know you have a farm where your pokemon live and you can look over the fence and you can see them all hanging out i can see like a gengar just chilling like just big and ugly and just chilling over hey, there hey, in the hey, corner hey. next that's to something. my beautiful boy i was uh, I, I wish they what... did more about being able to like sort the boxes like that was an absolute chaotic mess anytime you looked in there trying to find a Pokemon or sort them or like like they're like oh for certain side quests you need certain Pokemon I'm like oh where is this thing <laughs> this giant box of unsorted Pokemon you, that there is options to like click through and, and sort if you want it's it's maybe not as intuitive if if it if you kind of found it hard to do so I, I can't knock your experience with that but just a really 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 good game the only knocks on it really i just think of the way it kind of looks but then you know that's what we've mentioned with most switch games and the sort of draw distance and the the purple rocks shout out to the skyboxes that didn't really great the skyboxes look amazing two things i'll mention every time skyboxes and movement because i still think there's no better open world movement than this game it's it's crazy so like because again similar to tunic i captured a little bit of gameplay of it and it's like oh you can just jump in the water and immediately switches to your water pokemon and then you can press a button and you'll shoot off into your braviary and all of that happens instantly and when you play all of these other open world games that are just so slow and they don't let you go anywhere and it's like this uh, hip high rock is what's keeping you from that area over there and you're like well well, whereas this game is just, ah, fly anywhere. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Well, I'm, the climbing is really satisfying as well. Like you go from, like you say, massive rocks or whatever, or mountains blocking your way to everything in the game is traversable. You can get pretty much anywhere you need to get with with all of your ride Pokemon, and it's it's awesome. I, I, I just want to make just... the counterpoint to the traversal traversal thing. Why, where I am in agreement in terms of the traversal is great, but I would make the counterpoint that large parts of the environment to actually traverse upon are not particularly interesting. That's a that's a world design. That's not a movement thing. No, but that's what I mean. Yeah, but the, the movement, the, itself, the movement is itself is they're, great. They're but the things you are hand in hand, aren't they? When you think about yeah, it, yeah, like, the things you are know. moving around to see are not particularly interesting. Yeah, but you can um, climb that rock like the a man. The things you're moving around to see are Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, true. But I think I think I think it'd be but cool you, the, to 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 you know again they, they, this seems like the thing that people are really hopeful they'll build upon do you it's know what I mean the thing so, with yeah. it's, it's a great first proof of concept yeah. like, I will never argue in terms of like hey they finally a little bit too fucking late but we got her eventually they went and they did something different with Pokemon and they did a very interesting thing with it I would argue that it doesn't stick the landing I think that after a good three or four hours you've kind of seen what that game has to offer outside of the boss battles and like the end part of the game but i certainly feel like the the like last three environments i kind of felt like i'm doing a variation of a thing that i've already done and i'm getting less and less interested other than it's just easier to get around the world now which yeah thumbs up 
I would like um, in a sequel they do more stuff around because I feel for me I think the part of the game that I enjoyed the most was when I had a you know a, a Pokemon that was fucking after my tail like just after me and I was having to escape it I'd like it to the next game to do more stuff around how Pokemon chase after you and how you can escape them whether it's you know climb up trees or whatever the case may be more stuff around that I think I, I guess I don't know if you want to add kind of more of like a, a survival element to it um that's the kind of stuff i hope that we do get because i i feel like it's just a you know oh look that pokemon has red eyes so i'm just gonna run in the opposite direction until i'm safe and then carry on um i just yeah it's like there, there's a great proof of concept there to expand upon um and you know maybe there is a, a game of the year version of this in there but i i don't think this is it yeah, I I love the Alpha Pokemon metric with the, as you would say, to the Red Eye Pokemon. I thought it was really cool. Again, it was another thing that they added into the game that they hadn't really done before. You know, there's no differentiation in many games apart from like leveling and when you kind of dig into the stats or if it happened to be a shiny in the previous games. But here, you know, like you're taking on, I just, you know, the, the idea of like there's a, a bunch of small Pokemon hanging around like this big Alpha Pokemon and you can go and take it down. I think catching the legendary Pokemon at the end of the game the legendary Pokemon felt f- properly threatening and creepy some of the environments that you had to catch them in like Darkrai just appearing behind you and stuff like that really I say, cool I think one of my bigger um, disappointments of the game is that the story ultimately just became a retreat of the Gen 4 story it's like oh you go to the, the lakes and you you fight the Pokemon and then you unlock the. it's like alright you didn't have to do the same thing I know it's a, it's a Gen 4 origin story but you didn't have to do the same story in the end I kind of like that. I think it's a nice callback to anyone that had experience with the gem. See, the, the, the callbacks um, I liked were, were like when sense. you were in an area that they didn't call Eterna Forest, but they played her like a remix of the Eterna Forest theme, and you you worked yeah. out organically. It's like, oh, this is like yeah. that part of that there's, game. I much preferred that as opposed to like we, we literally just yeah. do the story again. Yeah, there's there's a line between homage and uh, we just uh, <laughs> throw, throw it down again, shall we? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I can't. Yeah, I, I think it deserves to go. I like deeper in this category. I think there's probably five or six games on here that I think it to me I had more fun, or I think it's probably. There are than. two others I thought um, about but, cutting. Uh, one is the exact same rationale as we, when we were talking about best storytelling. I think, which is I think the 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 passion behind Citizen Sleeper is much stronger than the passion behind Norco. And so Norco might be the one to go, and the other was Roller Drum. So if anyone wants to cut one of those, yeah. And save Jack's well, no. tears for for like well, no, two more like rounds. <laughs> yeah, for like a round or two. Like this, yeah. There's there's kind of no point because I, I don't think I can get this. I, into like, I, I, as, as, as the Pokemon agnostic, yeah. like I think I think uh, Jack and even Garrett, as he's cutting it, his cases are are you know compelling. But there, I mean, there seems to. All, I mean, first of all, Garrett, Garrett seemed positive on it, but is all is cutting it, and the other Pokemon players seem non plus on it or you know what I mean yeah I didn't spend too much time on it myself I I would be happy for it to stay but but the people who have played it seem do you know what I mean I I I, 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 I'm happy for it to stay but if it if, 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 if that's just you know is that keeping it for a turn 
you know yeah yeah it might be a victim to me of like i did prefer scarlet and violet like ultimately so like if there was just one pokemon game this year i might fight harder this for is it. classic this is classic observer hall of fame two guys splitting the votes in the, yep. in the category moment here and it, it is a game I, I really do enjoy but like next to the, to the rest of the games i know people feel much stronger about the rest of the games than i feel personally about legends arceus and I, I, if we mm. did save it we would probably be saving it for like two or three rounds tops wouldn't we yeah Okay. Yeah, it, it it's never getting no. in the top three, which you know. Barry, uh, something that Garrett actually just mentioned there. I, I think Rollerdrome has kind of <laughs> snuck on this far. Yeah. It's a cool. I think thing, we've all but... assumed for a couple of turns that someone was going to yeah, do I, it. I, I thought somebody felt much strong. At least somebody felt stronger about Rollerdrome than it turned out. Just to be. I fucking love Rollerdrome. Uh, this is exactly. maybe a top five. Maybe I wish. Like my uh, big problem with this game is that. <laughs> My second overall game just got yeah, cut off. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it stays at all. Yeah, my, my big um, problem with this game is like I wish it was these mechanics in a super hot game as opposed to these mechanics in a Tony Hawk oh. game. Because like I I just didn't really find doing these tasks and then like you know just Tony Hawkifying it. I didn't find that interesting. Whereas if they put these mechanics in like interesting levels, I think this game would be like top tier. As someone who loves a, a like a, a a wacky extreme sports game and a, a fucking goofy Max Payne slow motion divey game, this game this game is like a wonderful uh, PS2 genre game amalgamation of things, and and befittingly, it it kind of doesn't quite stick it in a way that that that's um that landed for me it also does that kind of thing where it's kind of it, it's we we actually me and mark i think we we're talking about this i when i when i was streaming it which was they made the very clever call to not have uh, bales be a thing in this game right because that that would just put the game into unplayable territory there if that was one so they got that right but they they still do the thing that i just generally dislike in any kind of just like combat game which is the deeper you get into the game, the more like inscrutable the screen becomes because there's a flamethrower enemy, an ice beam enemy. It's like, and it's like, all right, there's ten bajillion things going on, and I'm, I, I feel like the satisfaction factor of 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 the first half of the game is diminished a little bit, and I. I know it's got to get tougher. You know what I mean. I, I, but, but I felt like I was kind of. I felt like the later levels are kind of just they're throwing stuff at the wall, um, and See, also that's where the sicko in me comes out. And, uh, <laughs> and but I will say this. I will say this. Because like that, there, there's a, a power creep kind of thing where you talk about that there, um, that Rollerdrome does and, you know, like Boomerang X does. And the one thing I will say in uh, Boomerang X's favor is that with Rollerdrome, like the gimmick is that in order to uh, recharge your ammo, you need to do tricks, basically. The, the problem is, is most of your guns, like you're, you are fucking, you have an itchy trigger finger because obviously everything's on the screen and everything needs blowing up. But your, where they get the momentum right in terms of making it that you can't bail, there are times where the momentum is lost because you spend so much time having to. Uh, like do tricks to get your ammo back up for then these short periods of time when you can actually use that ammo to fire whatever's in the screen. And there certainly are times where that momentum does feel uh, kind of like uh, 
not as fluid as it could be in a way where like a boomerang X is just a constant fucking you're over there now. Now you're over there. Now you're over there. Now you're over there. And, and boomerang X sometimes admittedly does suffer from that where it's, it's a clever idea in a way that instead of just making you run around the environment, having to pick up like, you know, ammo that constantly uh, spawns at certain points it does it in a way where you have the full control over and you have the option like right do i want to fire these last couple of bullets or do i want to charge up then use like the additional ammo that i have now for my grenade launcher to take out that guy over there first before that guy i think that um there's a real like doom chess approach to it um it's not as dynamic as like a, a doom like modern doom but i i think that it's uh um, uh, an acceptable kind of version of that, but it it can get frustrating certainly in in the later levels where there is just a, a lot of fucking lot, going on. Yeah, yeah. I think I, one one of the minor kind of thing that bothered me as well is that they they've got like the three level types the 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 like the snowy mountain location where there's usually a gap in the middle, the mall and the the like X Games arena effectively and they've yeah. like and so you know the game has a really cool art style and it's got this dystopian future and it's got this cool premise and the levels are cool but it's kind of like uh, could you throw maybe one more <laughs> palette onto those levels because I just kind of feel like like the second time you get a mall you go wait is this this is another mall level. And it, needed not, a, it needed a downhill jam. It needed, needed a downhill jam or it needed a, uh, a skate heaven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or in this yeah. case, like a skate hell. Like maybe you die halfway through the story and you're just going to fight your way out like God of War 1. Uh, that'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, Roller Drone, really cool. Um, uh, I think it sort of snuck up this high <laughs> uh, on this list. God bless it and all that. Don't get me wrong. Um, I will finish. I haven't finished it yet. I've been playing that on the old deck and it, it, it is a blast for sure. Okay, um, next we come to, is it, who's next? Jack. Jack, yes, that's right, it was just you, Barry. So, Jack. Yeah, I just want to spark this reaction. Um, I would cut neon white here. <laughs> that's not happening, I don't think. Uh, Didn't make uh, my I mean, like, I oh. have no strong feelings about neon white. Not only because, like, the story stuff is dire, and you might say, ignore it. In the game, yeah, it is. You can't just say don't pay attention to the bad thing in the game. It's really bad. And no, bad no, it's a, yeah, it's bad. It's bad on a level like worse than I think anything else I played this year. It's unbearable. Yeah. But it also fits into the same thing we were just saying in Roller Drome is that it's a cool mechanic and a cool gimmick, and that is yeah. But the gameplay is so much fucking more. I actually think what, it's kind of like not right. that because it's at the end of the day, it's just it's just a first person shooter with mm. with with platforming because it's, it's it's like. But it's not even a first-person shooter. It's more. It's like more of more a speed, of a kind game. Of speed yeah, running, more of a, mirror's, mirror's edge edge sort yeah. of thing. But my, my my point is that it's it's yeah. not like I would consider roller drum a gimmick because it's it's a shooter with roller skates on your feet. Like that, it, that's gimmicky. Yeah. I, I I would consider it, the appeal of neon white to be a lot more core. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's all, in, it's like all the, in the controls the big, and the level design. If those don't work, it's just cards and shit. It's, man. But the that's big thing there, like the big thing about roller drum, Jack is just like all his shit is gone. He's burning bridges. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. Thing. But this is actually how I feel. I played Neon White and I was like, this is fine. I watch other people playing it and they look like they're having yeah, fun. I, I, think good, I, say, it's like, good, I understand whatever. the appeal, but also I, I, I don't care. Not just because the of the stories. I, I ultimately like, ran out I'm of interest in the mechanics. I'm getting this fucking point in. 
The big thing about Roller Drone that Barry makes a point of there that I agree is that the, the level design is left wanting, whereas the level design across the fucking board in Neon White is so creative and you could play a fucking level like 25 times and find about 12 different ways to get through the level and, you know, you think that you've, right, boom, I've nailed this time. And then, you know, in three runs time, you figured out this little shortcut here that was put there by design where you've just kind of hacked 12 seconds off your time. Or you, lo- or you log on and Niners beating your time. You're like, motherfucker. Well, there I'm is that this. Well. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm super yeah. conflicted See, on Neon White because the funny thing is, like, I, I, I like much like the kind of music thing, I've had, I'm, I'm having this visceral reaction where I want to defend it but I never really expected it to win but also I don't want it because it's it's a it's a fucking complicated kind of mess of a game because the story stuff I remember saying to you guys early on when I was playing that game that I, I didn't think the story stuff was as bad as everyone was making out well I'll, I'll take that back now and say that I was wrong <laughs> it's because not, bad, only, not only is it bad but fucking hell there's so much of it god yeah, it's fucking so damn there's so much like, of it. It, it, it's, it's literally Im- you can skip it but it's so hard to just like I just want to play I, your levels just let me play your levels you stupid game but you can't even skip it you have to fast forward mm. it that's the yeah i spend thing. i spend more time holding down the fast forward dialogue button than i spend on any individual level in <laughs> yeah. that game i I, wow. I hate skipping and fast forwarding stuff i kind of you know even if it's shitty it's kind of like what well, i want to endure it because this is the fucking game and i want to fucking just see what it is i i was hammering that button by the end man it's so intrusive and also like so many of the it actually does impede the game itself because so many like the level design is not only fantastic for your initial playthrough but obviously you've tons of incentive to revisit it right to get the gifts and stuff like that but the 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 thing i kind of realized especially as i was trying to finish the game uh in the run-up to this the thing i kind of realized was like my desire to replay it has plummeted through the floor because the gifts all they do is they get you more fucking dialogue with the shitty characters and likewise the golden tickets i like when i was like trying to finish it before this i realized okay stop cashing those in because you're not going to get a pleasant surprise it's always going to be oh you get to go to the cinema with one of these wankers and and and, 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 did did it did it were you still getting those for longer than you'd like to admit you were because there's 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 like cool so the the side quests you get from the characters those are cool like yes. like those I are kind of like they, yes. they, they kind of like the and different characters have different one and I think reds are the ones where they're like pushing the limits of what an individual card does right so you just get like the the pistol right so it's an entirely double jumping those are fantastic but you get those for say every four gifts you bring red every other gift you bring her you just get oh white it doesn't just remind you I'm like oh shut the fuck you can't read this can't really be what I'm getting these gifts for this exhilarating awesome experience of revisiting these fantastically designed levels and all you get out of it is the most and this is this is the same writer as what Donut County the most which is yeah. like the most imaginable yeah <laughs> and super yeah. disturbing yeah. and funny and, and adorable I fucking I I just blasted through Donut County a couple of weeks ago just because it's like two hours long. Every single line in that game great. is either Good. funny or whimsical or has every, that. You want to read every Trashopedia. You want entry. to read every single, and that's the thing. As I'm reading through these Trashopedias, I'm like, 
It's the same fucker we did Neon White. I don't, I don't yeah. understand. And There's, again, I, I somebody watch anime the, in between the two games and yeah, it just corrupts yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Somebody watched a super eye patch wolf video and all of a sudden. You got Spike There's, Spiegel, you got fucking Cowboy Bebop, and you put him in a game where I don't want to listen to him. Like, that is that is a cardinal sin that I have had to wrestle with when it comes to how I rate this fucking yeah. thing. There's, there's like, there's, you know, we've talked about how bad it is, but it's also as well as just already being bad. It's I think I've said this before in an earlier category. It's unnecessarily horny. Yeah. It it's, like, it's, and it's, it's like the badness is one level, but also the unnecessary anime horniness of it all also makes me less likely to recommend this game to, to someone else. else totally, they yeah. Because they're like, oh, you're a sick guy has this free playing. On the, on the flip side, it has rocket jumps and they're really cool. And when you're fucking just slingshotting in very large environments between buildings. Uh, it's it's like the, the rocket jump weapon thing. also has a grapple hook when you discard it. It's so fucking cool. If they, many, many games on our list this year do not have grapple hooks. Yeah. Similar similar to the roller dro- drone point, if this game was just fucking super hot, yeah. man, we would not be... Ha- yeah. This may, may be winning Lads. if it was, but Lads. it's not. You, you're not wrong. How good was super hot? Oh, super, now, super, now there's <laughs> a fun video game. Let me tell you. Yeah. And, and, and super hot in VR, despite oh. the fact that I nearly destroyed Dave's room face, face yeah. fucking ruled. Yeah, um, he punched me in the face. I will also say the, all the energy was was expended on a previous episode. That that music cost that is outrageous. Die. That, <laughs> that is that is that that will I will absolutely I will put five of your chosen currency on the line. The people on this call would use to say that that will that will be one of the most controversial cuts in this in this series I, history. I spent my flight to England and back stewing in my seat, just infuriated by the fact that that thing. And got the funny thing is, early. it's not even that it didn't win because I because I went in expecting Xenoblade to win, and I was like, you know what, I I don't even have a problem with that. It, it was it was Neon White getting cut so. <laughs> I just I two just, of the clowns that voted Psychonauts two as best music last year. This is rich coming from the pair of <laughs> justified winner. Shut the anyway. fuck up and fuck off with your anime traversal bullshit. Get this out. Let me just remind everyone: the only unanimous winner this year is Xenoblade Chronicles three in music. Just don't, just want to bring that up. <laughs> Much better music than I Neon like White. Neon White's music. I won't be mean to Neon White, except the parts of Neon White that are terrible, which there are many. It's. It sounds like Neon White is it sounds like bit the dust. I, I think are we Barry? Are we gonna? I I it's not it's not it's not a passion project for me. And like I look like I said, generally speaking, I like to suffer through even a bad story game. I was skipping that. It's, yeah. it's got to be pretty bad for me to be skipping it. It's it's um, it's just like it's the worst story against the best gameplay. And I don't know. I feel like I I was able to use the skipping of the story to use that as a breather between the very intense gameplay section. So it kind of worked for me in that regards. Um, I could put up a fight, but I do feel like I've got at least what, one, know, like one I or said, two if other this was, things in here if, that I'll fight for more. If this was a, a super hot style minimalist experience, we'd be having a different conversation. If they, if they made it so that forget gifts getting you dialogue and all that shit. If every gift you got got you one of the side quests, and it was a proper like Celeste style situation where the game was absolutely rammed up the arse with b-sides and bonus yeah. levels oh yeah we'd be oh, yeah. i'd be fucking dying on the hill we'd be here yeah, all yeah, fucking yeah. night because i'd be nearly making the case <laughs> do, it would win do you know what? that's not what the game is every point is if this game did yeah. this thing no, better, it's, it's and that thing better and had yeah, less of point, this no, wait, more of that, that, is, that is the game it's because it's close it's because yeah. it's so close it's yeah. like it's it's like yeah. on the cusp of being what we want you know it, 
if Scarlet and Violet didn't look like shit, I'd be on. I mean, this is Pokemon games. I mean, like I could, I can do that. Like, I can, I can join Nintendo and, and You're go. Fine with the wrong person right, here, Jack. Here's my pitch. Yeah, yeah. Here's my pitch for next year's game. It's a little uh, monkey with a bit of sandpaper on his head. Is sand key? Well, you've done it again, Barry. You are. You, you, well, here's your big sack of cash. Yeah. Yeah, the worst part. You know what? You're taking the pi- you're taking the piss, but that actually sounds pretty fucking good. I'm buying plush of that right that, now. I would put five of your chosen currency down that within two generations that Pokemon exists. <laughs> this is where I announced that I am also making a game next year. Um, but, yeah. Barry, we also have a sand castle Pokemon, yeah. so you're kind of fifty percent of the there way go. there. God, imagine uh, Barry makes the Pokemon killer game. The monkey in a sand that sand castle. We're gonna fuck and you know okay. whatever we get out yeah. of it. Gents, uh, we are now at a final 10. Oh, blimey. So that final 10, before we go to uh, Mark, is Elden Ring, Splatoon 3, Sifu, Vampire Survivors, Immortality, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Norco, Live Alive, Signalis, Citizen Sleeper. Before we go to Mark, call it those top three and let's walk away, boys. Come on. <laughs> Elden Ring, Splatoon 3, Sifu. <laughs> I'm we loving that. We done? I'm <laughs> loving that. <laughs> we done. We out. I. I. Yeah, I have, that's, that's a pretty that's good that's list. Come on. Yeah. I'm half joking here. I'm half joking here. This is pretty good. Half joking, but Barry's also going. Ooh, early bed. I'm not averse to that. Barry, I um, I, it's my go, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Oh, damn it! I could have made a nice segue there, but I don't. I don't want to go for seafood yet. Um. <laughs> right here we go like here that. we go i feel like this is where we we get into the spice well i mean we have to now there's 10 left so the spice has to really begin now i'm just gonna put it out there i think everything about this game other than its gameplay i think is unbelievable and i i think is such an, a fascinating and interesting and, and just incredibly crafted experience as an actual thing to play i don't care for immortality I found it as a thing to play. I did not enjoy at all. And I realize that's the point. And yeah. there's probably a little bit of it is, uh, I don't give a shit about David Lynch, but <laughs> just going on a subjective <laughs> basis, the perspective, immortality would be my Mark next going for Lynch. In fact, I would have gone for it much earlier, but... Gun to my head, would I rather watch Immortality as a TV show than play it as a video game? I would say yes every single oh, time. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Um, and also there was the it's a piece of shit the, the bit we talked about when we did story and stuff like that was was we talked about the UI and we also talked about the shared experience we all had which is once you figure out the mechanic you're then kind of sitting there robotically yeah. just kind of skipping through the watch, scenes watch, watch, wanting to find the next moment watch, with the yeah, yeah and and it's and at that stage you kind of are just watching a let's play at that stage mm. like you it's it's and it, you know it, it isn't most gameplay award, but I do think that counts against it for sure. It is game um, of the year. Game, that's right. Game. That's right. Where's the, I, where's the fail state in this thing? There is none. Get yeah, it out of my sight. I, I would definitely have it significantly higher, but I, I, I feel the temperature of the room here. I don't think this is going to be one of those years like where me and Barry stampeded through the, the barricades with control to get it in second <laughs> place. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not going to be one of those years for immortality. Was this on I think it's everyone's list. Not mine. It was eight. Oh, it was not on yours. No. Okay. I didn't put it in my game, um, but to me, like the story was okay. for me on the okay. story. Um, just because I think it's just so I, brilliantly I, I think it's phenomenal. I think it would be, you know, we said it in a previous category and we've said it here. I think it would make a phenomenal miniseries slash movie or anything like that. But I think 
something about the nature of the interactivity and having to be tactile and having to actually it's you going out of your way to find these pieces and the context clues from the scenes about interesting things to click on and jump to other scenes I think is lost if you move it to another medium I think it's I think it would be great in another medium but I think it's best in the medium it's already I'm in. kind of with Barry and it, like you that said, first the, moment the, where the, it's like oh and then the rest is just like I'd rather you just show me the rest of the scenes from the, the, I, don't, I don't want to go <laughs> find them and then you run into the stage where it's like you're struggling to even find new scenes and you have to start clicking on just random oh, shit yeah. in every scene and, and you're like, like oh I already clicked on this cup oh god it, it takes you like halfway through another scene and you don't even realise you've seen that scene until like you watch it for another 30 seconds it's it's frustrating yeah. and it, it, it comes to what you we said in, in Best Story as well I suppose it depends on your 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 mileage with the story versus the meta story of it. So if, if what you're in for is like, you're just looking for those scenes, then yeah, I totally get that. But like, as somebody who was like totally swept up by the actual story you were seeing on top of it, in terms of like the three films that I thought were great. Um, and then just like the little Again, moments. I just like to, wa- I'd like to watch those movies rather than. Yeah. I like, I, I just felt like I had that kind of like that, little thrill of like nuggets of finding different bits for a lot longer than it seems like everybody else did i i i I don't think it's as good or as impactful in another medium that's not to say it wouldn't be good in another medium so like i i I, I had similar um um, feelings or emotions or whatever i remember when i played uh, bandersnatch and I remember yeah. getting to the end of that and going, I'd have pr- probably just now, preferred having this as a thing what, that I could have just watched from beginning to end instead of having to fuck, what I would, fuck around What I it. would totally hear in terms of, like, I know you're saying, like, the in terms of playing it with a controller and stuff like that, if you want to say to me, I think it'd be much better playing it with a keyboard and mouse, totally. Because, like, it gives you much more ability to manipulate that edit bay UI than, like, just a controller would. Absolutely. Or being able to use a mouse to drag and scrub through the the timeline and stuff like that. But that's still, like, that keeps it within the medium. I think that's the problem. I think it's, like, putting a game like this through a controller that has so only so many inputs to it. I think that's the problem, rather than it not being a TV show or a movie. I, I don't know. I think I, like, you I definitely do. I had no I think, with a playing controller. I just, I just. Uh, no, I didn't. Board. I didn't either. I think Mark's a crazy man. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had no issue playing with a controller. But I'm trying to meet him halfway. I was. Uh, I would say even even accepting my issue with this game was not the controller. Uh, I I would say that even even acknowledging all these issues we talk about, I, I am also still glad it, it it is a game, and I I I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I it did give me it did give me that one sensation of every time you get to a you got to a particularly striking visual uh like the for the second film where, where she's standing between the two masks i was like i want to click on those masks so bad what happens when i click on those masks they take me to something cool i bet you know it's it's <laughs> yeah did anyone else click on boobs or just of course. me I don't. I think I clicked. I clicked on a, on a, on a bum. I believe at one stage. I, I also clicked, clicked on, on bums. Would you believe, Barry? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we we, we diff, different gamers, different approaches to the. And, and again, it goes about so, saying. Uh, great to say that bums of the there year. is a sensation <laughs> in this game. Yeah. To be fair. And it goes without saying, though, just like visually, and you know, we, we spoke about this in Best Looking, but like just the production of this game, it's it's the thing that for me it hangs its hat on, and just the way that these three films look. And again, it comes back to like you know, I'd love to actually just watch these things um, as it's like a documentary, or whatever the case it's, may be. It's uh, it's also uh, you want to get wankery and talk about like games as artistic expression. It's the one of the ten here that tries to do something different. Mm. Um, you know? I wouldn't say it's the only one that does that, but I also I see like I like the way me and Mark had different reactions to that about very different games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, look, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling the temp. So I love immortality. I, I think immortality should be in the upper echelon. But you know, no accounting for taste. I guess it, it it's is top like, ten, it's top 10 and it is yeah. in my top yeah, ten. But it was, is. I think, eight. I put it at. It, 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 look, when I started playing this, when I started playing this, I had two reactions. One, I fucking love this, and two, these other four are gonna fucking hate this. So the fact that y'all liked it to some degree or another, I really am happy about that. And the fact that it finished so high in so many categories, I'm also really happy. Yeah, about listen, it. Really that game, that, showing, uh, to be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that game, it won best story with two categories. Let's be fucking real. All right, I like immortality a lot. That game stole huge, two categories. Huge deserved in the comments, please. Uh, for huge salt, absolutely, absolutely <laughs> dying like SpongeBob in that one episode in Sandy's house. That's me over that game winning two categories. Okay. Once I got deeper into it, I was like, right, the category this wins if it wins anything is best story, and it did. So I think that's the right. right. It, Sorry, Barry. it's me next, um, and. Just going on is something that I think I thought Garrett was moving towards before uh, with a there are two games here that are the passion projects of certain people and one gets a lot more talk than the other Norco. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, I think we've given it its plaudits. I don't think it picked up anything, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think it grabbed anything. But this is, I think we, we say this like every single year. If we had something in, in lieu of the classic Giant Bomb Best Style Award, maybe it would get that. I, I, yep, just, I, I, I don't think it's it looks the best, sounds the best, has the best story, but it has the best... And what I really mean is worst vibes, but worst vibes that are immaculately crafted. It's insanely cool and and unique and depressing and cool and horrible. Um, but uh, yeah, to be fair, it's not. I think me and Mark are the high men on it, and it, I don't think it's the passion project for either of us. Uh, Mark, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, no, I, it, look, it's not in my top ten. Um, it's like it a, didn't make your top a- ten. It's like a 10B. Wow. Is it in anyone's top yeah. 10? I had I had it like five or six, I think, in mine. It, it would like, it, to, at a point in time, it was in my top 10, but just a, a couple of things came out after that. Okay, um, wow. Okay. Know, stole my attention. But it's like, it's it's a very, it's very cool. You know, it's very cool. It's like a, a number 11 for me, okay. you know. Okay. Um, and I, I love so much about kind of like, I feel like a lot of the things that I like about Norco is kind of similar to like the, the feelings Dave has about immortality. You know, it's, it's just such a unique and interesting concept. And I love the, the setting that it uses. I love that it's, it's aping off of like a real life setting, but adding a slightly more kind of, you know, dystopian, well, I don't know how dystopian it kind of is because of considering the sort of real life parallels that it uses. But, um, yeah, I, I think that he uses the pixel art style in, in such a unique way. Um, and, you know, it, it has a real, like, paint work sort of visual style to it. Like, some of the backdrops, like, the, the main title screen, which has a, it's kind of a backdrop of the sort of, like, oil refinery in Norco. Like, that image alone is just, like, you look at that and you just, you stare at it for hours. Um, and then there are, you know, tens, if not hundreds of those sorts of backdrops in this game um, that are, you know, some are more surreal than others. And, you know, the game fucking goes places later on where it does get very surreal. Uh, As we mentioned, I think the issues are that like the ending is a little bit too cute in terms of being a bit like you don't really know what's going on. Um, And it's, it's very much kind of by design. It's meant to be, it's meant to evoke feelings, not necessarily express like what the point of any of this is. Um, And I think as well that the, uh, the, the minimal uh, kind of combat or mechanical parts of the game that exist are very like, 
wrote by the numbers. Yeah, there's just not really that much to them. Uh, but just as a, as, as a world, like, you know, how Tunic was for me, as a world to just get lost in and just be absorbed in, it's that there are very few games this year that, that come come close to, to what Norco does, but it's mm. it's not a top three. Okay. Uh, Garrett. We are in very tough territory here. <laughs> there is one game here that I actively dislike. And I'm afraid it is the one I left. I, I hate Signalis. That game is it's just... <laughs> I, I walked around that game and they're like, look at all these fucking locked doors. Why are they there? And it gives the throwback to old games. Not For you all to of find them. a key to unlock them. But, what are you talking about? Not all of them. There's a bunch of them that, that, that are locked doors that you need to find keys for. And then there's more that are just locked. Why do you have doors there? Because it's a fucked up place. That's it's why. It's a one-way system. You do you can't go that way because you go round to come back uh, through. Nonsense. Hold on a second there. Jack, do you want to go get like a sandwich or something and we'll yeah, come back I, in about I half an hour? I, I've got my arms crossed. I'm just Karen, What you need to do is, listen, you need to just go and get the butterfly key and place it upon the Lady Serpent Pong <laughs> statue, okay? It's really fucking simple. Well, that sounds like a cutscene from Neon White. <laughs> like, I, I don't play Resident Evil games and even I fucking know this. I played Resident Evil 2, the fancy new version. That's a good game. This isn't. It's a bad good game. game. Good vibes. It has good vibes. Okay. Bad game. Just because he doesn't have. Can we put Resident Evil Two on this? Honestly. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Were you were you pressing the button that said push? You were supposed to press the one that says pull. Oh, that, damn that was your it. mistake. You know. If only a computer to me. And when you, I like it when you put a key in a door and then a big lady chops your hand off with a knife. <laughs> that, that's the kind <laughs> I, of. I, I feel like game what I like. this is going to come down to is because um, if, if you've read my blog post, it is my game of the year. So I feel like. <laughs> the level How dare of, you not do your reading? The, reading the, would be your friend, Garrett. Some would argue I might have done my reading. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 from the Leo DiCaprio face. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the only way this stays on is how much I feel like Barry wants to kind of back me on this. And if it's not in his top three, then I feel like I've got no fucking chance. And I don't think it's in his top three, so I feel like I've got no fucking chance. It, but it is not yeah. in my top three. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it was on my list. It was, I think it was yeah. six. It was or a, seven. That's a huge scalp for Gary. I, um, I, can, I can also swing Barry by being like, if you d- said pick another, it would be Sifu. So Barry, you know. You know, <laughs> I mean, you see, I had Sifu higher than Signalis for sure. I mean, look, and you know, go on, Dave. I feel like I feel bad for Mark because I feel like if I just got a few more errors into this game, I'd be right there with him. Um, but it just suffers from. Although just- I don't know, because I, uh, I feel like uh, part of why Signalis for me was like six instead of like two for me because was, those parts of it where I was going, oh fucking hell, this might be this might be my game. Here. This is fucking glad. Is um the. I think it gets a little cute and a little Resident Evil-y uh, uh, to, the, to the extreme in the final act. So in, in a similar vein to the modern Resident Evil games, it has a really good map. And the map is like, here's all the busted doors, blah, blah, blah. Here's all the, here's the typewriter, blah, blah, blah. Oh, typewriter equivalent. Here's your save room. Great map. Uh, and it has the inventory system of, of, of Resident Evil Yore, where you're kind of having to put certain items into storage uh, because you can only carry so much, so you're having to make the tough decisions. Do I want to carry this key in lieu of ammo and things like that? And that's great. The final act of the game, they throw you into shitty Silent Hill meat world, right? Everything's very bad there. And they do a couple of cool things in isolation all at once that make the kind of house of cards fall apart for me. One of them is they do a nice impossible space thing. So during the the rest of the game, if you go into the rightmost door in a in a in a room, the next screen you come out of the left, right? Because they're giving you, you know, normal, typical 
physics the way things should work but then in crazy spooky spy, uh, Silent Hill final act you come out completely random directions right they're doing an can, impo- can I just point out Barry by the way that's not the final act there's a whole other part of the game you know what I mean though it's the, near the end I know of what the you game. mean but it's, it's not the final act what's it's how, how, close to the final act how is it not the final act because there's a whole other like sub area b- b- after the Silent Hill section I think it's because there's multiple endings, and I'm guessing you. Well, okay, like but a, a different, a ending, uh, but the different, the other ending presumably doesn't add five hours to the game. It's not a different ending. There's just there's more to the, the game. The point after is, the that. thing is but bad. Can, <laughs> just that there's yeah, more. You, after. Know, yeah. you know, you know the section I'm talking about. The I know, this, is, I know so the they, section they do this about, yes, like yes. impossible space thing where like you might go into the leftmost door in one room and then you'll come out of the bottom of the next room, right? Just to, you know, whatever. It makes you throw just uh, discombobulate you a little bit, but they also take away your map which again in isolation kind of like okay look we're in Silent Hill Town that's fine you want to take away the map that area does get frustrating it is also the area with the most enemies and it is also the area where you have like 17 bullshit Resident Evil puzzle pieces this fucking statue finger this ring this key this piece of eternity I'm like I have like one space to carry a weapon I have no map the doors are spitting me out in in, in directions that are deliberately hard to construe which way am I going and I'm like yeah 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 got, you got too high on your own supply you, in that last section they push it to the end that of the feels game like, it feels I like every agree, little yeah. problem I had at the start of the game taken like to the furthest oh extreme they possibly could you would have fucking burned the game it is kind of the stuff that I kind of like because I do like that classic RE style but like I said they they got too cute they did too much I'm like okay take the map away but but reduce the number of of, of puzzle items if I'm gonna because I'm fighting so many enemies that I have to have ammo and so what happened is that I'm constantly having I'm like constantly having to just cheese it in a really lame kind of vibe killing way where I'm like okay I'm just gonna bring all my ammo and stuff and like clear this room and then go back and drop all my stuff and then go get all my key items and I was like this is not they 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 fell at the final hurdle and I guess and I didn't the get thing the is, ending the, you know the thing as well is like um because the game up until that point is quite nifty in terms of you don't feel like you're in one area for too long because right. you've got like the first two floors and then the next area is like three floors but you're not like they're they're kind of slightly short condensed version of, of the other two floors and you know you're kind of nipping around them but by the time you do get to the, the Silent Hill section yeah the because of the way they, they kind of push everything to the nth degree um, it, the the oppressiveness for one thing is there but the, the pace does slow down a little bit but then it picks back up again for the uh, the last section which I'm sad you didn't get to um, yeah look, but I saw credits I, so what are we talking about here is it a post credits thing yeah are they no, hiding at the, the end of the game what are they doing in this stupid a, game Oh yeah, because like you see every absolutely everything in Elden Ring. Yes, that's exactly. Answer my question. Yeah. How that do is, I see this? That no, is, stop that is a real false equivalency. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's a conversation we'd have to have off screen because I okay. don't remember off the top of my okay. head. Okay, okay. So I my my final cutscene. I'm assuming this is a bad ending thing. Is like she like tears off her arms trying to open a, a door. Is that a bad ending thing? Well, that happens regardless. Um, but if you if you didn't see anything after that, then yeah, I I I'm not, I'd have to look into. Okay, it I'll, happens, I'll Google it and see what the what the because that happens anyway, as okay. far as I'm aware. But there is a whole yeah. Okay, weird. I I I because I, I knew there was multiple endings. I didn't realize there was an additional area or section. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay, anyway. Garrus is sitting there going, "The fact that it doesn't communicate that." means it's it bad, bad <laughs> Garrett is also the guy that like walked into a room and just went fuck all of you walked out and <laughs> yeah I'm just like you, yeah. you argue amongst yourselves and get signals off this list in the end <laughs> no matter how long you want to argue amongst yourselves but gone um okay 
Barry. Okay. Um, it's it's just got to be. There's there's one game. There's somebody here in this room that can't believe their own luck that a game that only they champion is still well, here. It's funny you mention that, Dave, because I I it's, it, it is now time to ask the question. <laughs> Does does Xenoblade get to the top three on on, no. on, on the Garrett campaign? <laughs> it can. It's and, very I, funny. I, and I and I will I will I will commend his efforts. I, listen, he got fucking and, best music, but he, but he, also no also knowing Garrett, like in between night two and night three of recording, it may no longer be in his top that's ten. True. I've swerved for all I know, I, 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 that's true. He, he's, I, I heard him earlier. He wants to put Tinykin back on. Let's that's talk true. About yeah, it. You know, you're right. Uh, like I, I said when I was talking to Dave, when I was like, I think this might be my game of the year. That there will come a moment where one of the four of you will look at this list and see the words Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And that moment will come, and it has come, and I'm okay with it coming. As I said, I was listening to some other Game of the Year podcast, the MinMax one, where I think Kelsey Lewin was the champion of this game, and it's the exact same vibe, where it's like, the one person who played this game is like, no, guys, it was really, really good, I swear, take my word for it. Um, I think it's, it's a really good game. It's a shockingly good game, honestly. And there's, because yeah. uh, over the last, I think, whatever, week or so since we recorded, the last part I've been like alright I want to I want to get some Marvel Snap in I want to try some more God of War I'm like nah I'm just playing more Xenoblade I'm sorry I can't I'm just going to keep playing all the side quests because there's almost like a borderline unfathomable amount of content in that game I'm 74 hours in now and because the, the way the combat works is you have the six main characters and then you have a seventh guest character of which you can choose from I think up, up to 20 maybe more all of which have their own individual side quests where you unlock them and all of which have their own individual side quests where you power them up all of which are like fully voice side quests that some tie into story like there's a character Shania in the main story and you're like oh I, I realized when I got to the end I didn't see the resolution of her story because it's over in one of the, the, the side quests there is so much content the game is like buckling under the weight of the amount of content they shoved into this thing and I, I, like it is a very dense heavy JRPG uh, if you don't come into this game with like the grandfathered in of the the first two games you might be like i i I don't want to deal with all these numbers and all these things i meant to do and all these buttons i meant to press but it is far and away the best version of the combat in any of these games and i think like oh i can talk about the music which i have i had like four more points to make about music but it won by default so thanks for that guys like i was like i could talk about how the music has a bunch of callbacks to the 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 first two games and it's it's really well done and has a bunch of motifs that some of which are are like reconstructed contextualizing the soundtrack or I, I could talk about uh how the, i did talk about the flutes the flutes was the best part but uh ultimately i think it just comes down to the story and i think this game has a f- just a phenomenal story and a really interesting world and they they explore that world and those characters from so many different interesting angles that i'm like god this game i i, I really didn't i didn't anticipate Can't it in my game of the year but here we are like i i got to the point where you have to like take down the mm-hmm. um airship and then there's there's one person in there who's like, no, no, you see, you think we're the bad people, but we're not. There's this other bad thing that happens. And then they get immediately <laughs> murdered while they're trying to communicate this to you. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, and so I'm already hooked. I don't know how close to the, how deep that is into the game in terms of like percentage mm. of the way through. 
Um, it feels like quite early on still, but um, I'm really interested in the story so far. I don't know if I know what what's 100 percent going on. There'll be a little bit of that all the way through. To, yeah. It's 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 a JRPG, <laughs> yeah. But like that, there there is like yeah. there is like moral gray areas in this game that are really interesting to explore. Where you do come across people who firmly believe in their position, and and then they're like, "Well, how do you know you're right? How are you? How do you know you're that this world will be better if you tear it down? Maybe it will be." worse maybe we are better off the way things are and it gets very existential by the end <laughs> super duper existential but yeah it's 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 a really good i get it that's it's a game that's not going to convert people i always i always talk about like is it the convert game where elden ring might be and i think for a lot of people was xenoblade chronicles 3 absolutely isn't it's more approachable than the series has ever been but it's still it's still a really big silly jrpg that has less of the excesses than two two had so much nonsense in it two with all the anime boobs and nonsense or is this is like oh there's actual real well-rounded characters and well-written characters and god forbid mark well-performed characters <laughs> in this video game uh, as i said i i knew it would go eventually I, I was wondering, could I snake it into top three? I thought it was pretty unlikely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm fine with it going here. I, I really... I, you've, I, you've done it very proud. Yeah, you've done it very proud. I think that's fair to say. I was honestly very pleased when it won music. Because like when people watched the Nintendo Direct for this, there was like this big, sweeping, powerful piece of music. And everyone was like, I wonder what emotional part of the game that'll play. And in the game, it's it's the boat song. <laughs> it's the song that plays when you ride around in the boat. And it's one of the most like big, sweeping, awesome pieces of music music you'll ever hear the music in this game is just next level ridiculous so good and i'm very glad it, it, it won unanimously it might be it added see the chronicles 3 in music but yeah farewell z yeah, chronicles 3 done, barely knew the you've done very well to get it into uh, an unofficial seventh place <laughs> even though i suspect it was like i know personally in my case i thought twice about taking a swing at it and i was just like oh, i'm sure garrett will take it off himself and then you fucking didn't you yeah, leave it there as long as anyone's willing to leave it on like the fact that when okay, we're talking about music, the fact that I didn't have to take out like neon wider signals myself and music is still my proudest moment. You all did my dirty work for um. me. <laughs> okay, Jack. There's no friends oh. to be made anymore. Nah. Um of the games that left. Um so I've played three of them. Um I've watched significant chunks of the other three, and the one that least impresses me of those i would say um is probably vampire survivors wow i'm really can i can i can i say something right because we've had all of the the industry come out with like their game of the year and and all this kind of jazz i feel like i'm out on an island when i look at vampire survivors and i just go it's a nice little game and nothing more yeah that's what it looked like to me it looked like one of those mob iPhone games. You know where, like, they're advertised? They're, they're, that you can't watch. You can't, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's yeah, a thing yeah. you watch. It's, it's, it's a it, thing you play. Like, like yeah. you, you can probably watch, like, Live Alive. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, I didn't interact with the, 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 the JRPG mechanics. But you, you, you I, can't. I tell you what. I can't wait for the I can't wait for the Octopath like two point five HD version of Vampire Survivors that I can get on board with. I I think you're right, and it probably goes, I'm, Jack. Yeah, but I, I do. I actually I'm kind of surprised at Mark's take because it did seem like a quintessential Robinson game, and I thought it was fucking great. Yeah, for I it. think the game. I rules. just I. It's a little bit too simplistic for me. I wouldn't have being surprised if it snuck into third place. I, I also was expecting it to do that on the basis of being a bit of a crowd pleaser that we all 
kind of like apparently not. I, I, I was actually. I, I, if you'd put a gun to my head, and say, did we all play it and like it before I came on this podcast? I would have assumed the answer was I, yes. I, yeah, I loved it. I enjoyed my time with it, but I mean, it's I not. Just, it's not in my top three, but I, I kind of thought. Well, I, yeah. I thought as a, as a bit of a, uh, a peacemaker. I mean, I like. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, Barry, it's this sort of seafood. Yeah, for me, I mean, so, I suppose um, on, on, on that basis, I won't, I won't push my luck on it. <laughs> I'm like, it I, is, I, I, I think is. I was the original Evangelo. Actually, maybe Barry played it first, and then I jumped on board. But I'm okay with it going here too, because at the end of the it, yeah, I think I, it's not the most complex I, yeah. game in the world. It, it's it's a super fantastic turn your brain off and kill just hundreds of things. And the system, like to say it's simplistic, I think it, it is a little unfair because like the systems behind it and the number of weapons you have and the number of characters you have and like the number of enemies on screen I feel like it's it's it is really impressive it's like it's what the Warriors the, the, the Dynasty Warriors games kind of should be this is like a more satisfying version yeah. of those games mm. I mean in fairness um, I do create my own bed there because I am a garlic player so you know yeah. that I, is I, I do also I, want to I do, I do love it but like of what's left it's probably four. I, I, so I, I, I think finishing in my I think that's fair but I, I mean I think I think what's what's really cool about it, and we might have even talked about this in an earlier category, is obviously it it is it is a clone of another game. That's another point to make up. But what's funny is you really you really see how important it is to put your own spin on a game, because the you know uh, the the thing that came before this is not remotely as compelling because they they made a really cool, lovingly crafted faux Castlevania aesthetic. The music is fantastic. I don't I don't even think we nominated it, but it is really good. Um, the look of it is great. All those little, the really just like charmingly old school little ghouly enemies that that could have been ripped straight out of a you know a sixteen bit game. Um, it's 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 a perfect concoction because it is not just that. It is a really dumb lizard brain number go up game, but also the little package around it is really fantastic. Do you know what I mean? They they've they've done a, a really great draw, uh, job dolling it up. But uh, yeah, I. I I, I would say of what's left, I think it's... I'm surprised to see it go, but I, I don't have a problem with going. The the one thing I will say for it, and but one of you would have to speak for it if you got to that point in the game, but I, I never got to the point in the game where basically the entire screen is filled up with enemies. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I got to that. Like, yeah. At that point, yeah, I, I presume that there is no slowdown. No, I presume no, no, it no. It's actually insane. That, that, because like, not only is there enemies, like at yeah. that stage when you get to like the 29th minute, you're also popping off like seven different abilities. Like there's spears yeah. flying everywhere, there's explosions going everywhere, you're shooting magic, you have cats attacking everything around you. Like the amount <laughs> that happens on screen. Like people are like, because uh, like, I thought it's the same. It's like, oh, it's, it'd be a wonderful Switch game. And then like you would think, of course, it can run on switch but then you'd be like can it run on switch what is yeah, yeah so much yeah. happens that's the thing. on the screen if- if the game fucking got to the point where it was playing like GoldenEye multiplayer, that, that would completely that would kill, kill the experience. Yeah. It would just kill the experience. So the fact that it does, and uh, I'm sure like the developer knew in mind that if I'm going to do this the way I want to do it, this thing has to run the you know s- seamless. And throughout. that kind of that kind of loops back into my, to to the Kirby talking point from earlier, where I was like, it's a predominantly vibey experience and the even though they're not massive the technical limitations hurt it same with this if this thing chugged once i'm like okay but I, that is like okay well I'm, I'm out of it now because this is supposed to be this game is just raw dopamine like it's like a, a machine gun of dopamine and is if it stutters and that machine gun jams once like oh that that yeah. that's killed it you know and it doesn't and now and now i haven't gotten very far in the phone version but i, I haven't seen any complaints 
um, uh, that it that it. I mean, I I will say at least a bunch, a handful of Steam decks were sold on Vampire Survivors. I think alone. it is, yeah. it is like know, the it's... Steam Deck game of the year. I, I, if, if the Steam Deck doesn't exist, this is on fewer game of the year lists. Totally. That yeah. that's how yeah. important yeah. this yeah. game was ultimately to Steam Deck. It's somehow this game is the Steam Deck killer app. <laughs> Who do? Yeah, yeah. I, and the funny thing is, well, we we never we don't really take like value into accommodation for these awards, but it's like two quid. It was like two quid for most of this year. It's like three quid now. Um, uh, and also, even though it was both. It got popular and then went 1.0 this year, so I guess it, it would never qualify for our kind of updated game. But man, they updated the shit out of this and they rolled stuff out and they got to 1.0 yeah. and they've now done DLC, which apparently is great, which I haven't gotten. And to it's yet. also like uh, one. Yeah, I, it, it is. It was also it, yeah, quid. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. But yeah, you say that because I remember playing the the um, whatever kind of beta version that was on um, game the, preview the PC yeah, version yeah, of game, game Pass. Pass. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like that, the what you know, the work they've done between then and now, it, you, they've absolutely put the work in, and and the value is is just it's ridiculous. Like um, if, yeah, it, yeah. It was, so it's it's that it's, cheap, and they put it on Game Pass. If I could give one big one last big pat on the back for Game Pass, it's that I played that game on PC when it was in preview mode, and then when I played the 1.0 version on console, my progress was instantly there the second i booted yep. up didn't have to press a button didn't have to go into a menu it was just there it was perfect did you like me just get like uh 10 minutes of achievement points just pinging oh from shit god that was in. so good yeah <laughs> that was so good because when i was playing it on pc it didn't have achievements at that point no so no. so then when i just installed it, it's like oh this is out in console let's revisit it's like oh oh my unlocks are here oh look at all these achievements ah this is mm-hmm. the dopamine's back <laughs> i remember this um so we are now at five games Elden Ring Splatoon 3 Sifu Live Alive and Citizen Sleeper and it is the turn of one Mark Robinson to make this the second last cut oh boy boy oh boy oh boy oh boy alright now um, there are There's one game here that I didn't finish. Obviously, I didn't finish Elden Rings, which can put well, that to yeah, the side. We, we don't need to get to that. There's one game here I didn't finish. And I don't know if it's because of the game itself or because of me. I know that they updated it to make it a little bit easier. But I did get to a point with Sifu where I, I got burned out from it because I, I, you know, there's like, there's that wall that we talk about. Elden Ring has that wall. Sifu has that wall. And it's the second fucking level. Mm. And boy do you have to get your reflexes in place to get past that second level and i got past that second level but unlike with elden ring where that that wall came down i was like i'm fucking i'm right ready to go for the next thing i was going through that museum in the third area and i was just like i don't know if i can be fucked with this it is an even bigger wall again yeah it kind of is it kind of is it's a bigger wall again with each shit dickhead (laughs) written on us yeah i know you didn't finish it mark did you get to the last boss Nope. The last boss I, is I, painful. The last boss the is maybe is, the most painful boss I've ever faced in my life. Kind of kind of like with Oli Oli World, where I got to the DLC, and I was like, well, I don't remember to fucking play this thing. Right. I came back to uh, Sifu, like, I don't know, two, three months later, and it was like I was playing the thing for the first time again, yeah. which isn't surprising considering what the game is. And I was like, do I want to go through that first two levels another 25 times again? As cool as the fucking start of level two is when you go into the bar, as previously mentioned, when that music blasts in and you smash someone over the head with a bottle, great time. 
I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm more disappointed with myself that I didn't finish the game more than anything else. Um, so the easy mode But I would for. say out of the... There, there is that, but I, you know what? I don't want to play on easy mode. I feel like that's... I would just be calling myself a coward yeah. I am by not doing the normal mode anyway. I don't know. I... I, I want to have the conversation here to see how we feel. Um, I know that I think of a bunch of us, more of us have finished Live Alive than Sifu. Yeah. Um, I would say there's... Maybe I had more of a dopamine high with Sifu, but it's just because it's a more visceral type of game to get that experience from. Yeah. But I, I feel like... like my, my problem with Sifu, this, which is very much a yeah. me problem, it's not a game problem, but like the, this game requires you to learn how to do the blocking and like the, the, the high block, low block stuff. And I'm just... Anytime a game is built around being defensive as opposed to offensive, my brain is like, no, that is not satisfying and I, I check out so that, that, well, that's very much also, like a, a like, game a... that, that there's nothing wrong with this game this game is perfect for what it's trying to do but that what it's trying to do is, is so like antithetical to and antithetical that's a word to, to how i'm trying to play video yep. games well it's like there's a block and there's a parry yeah, yeah. and no it's I, hard i mean there is no there's no like it's hard I generally, uh, up until the moment that I felt like I was getting good at the game, I still couldn't really decipher like what I should use in certain situations, and I was just kind of winging it. And, and it, it sort doesn't of communicate points. to you super clearly that that because and there's there's not like like the second boss is the wall, and it, what it's funny is that like the in following three bosses are also super fucking tough, and but so basically the second the second boss uh, what will uh you know to beat the first boss you don't have to but you kind of need to get to grips with the duck right you can uh but you can kind of cheese it you'll die a little bit but you can beat the first boss just by kind of playing aggressively second boss is the one where all, what kind of what garrett was talking about comes to fruition that's where you realize this is a defensive game you have to play it but it's not kind of like if he kills you enough times you get a pop-up that says hey the trick to this is you have to so there's a duck but then there's also uh, l1 is your block button and then the left stick will do your your dodges and you can either duck and the other one is lift your leg to avoid a sweep and and it's it's great because the, the second boss doesn't do a ton of sweeping attacks, but that's what makes him an arsehole because they're not so frequent. It's just kind of like you're, 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 you're blocking and you're ducking and you don't see the sweep attack coming. And the game's not going to say, hey, fucker, what you need to be doing is lifting your leg to avoid the sweep. It's pretty much just on you. It's kind of funny that in the year the most accessible uh, from game came out. The Sifu also came out and Sifu is fucking tough. And it's, it's, I mean, it doesn't have the obtuseness of a From game because it's so linear. It's, it is pretty much walking in a straight line, but it kind of, it does have it in the sense of we're not, you know, we'll tutorialize you once on what the mechanic is, but you're not getting a little pop-up saying, Hey, this is, this is the duck boss. You need to duck. They're not, they, they will not do that. Um, So I get a character saying you need to duck. Oh, I mean, and I guess like like the funny thing is about 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 this year and the theme of this year and part of why Elden Ring is so great is I guess it's also part of why I love Sifu as well is that I guess I I, I never I have never been a I love hard games guy but this year was kind of the year where I was like I was starting to appreciate games that were just like fucking figure it out you just fucking figure it out and if people bounce off it completely understandable but I for whatever reason these were the games and I think it's the aesthetic of the games to both Elden Ring and Sifu I mean we talked about it in in moment and, and things like that I just love the vibe of these games I of, of Sifu specifically I think it looks great I think it sounds great and I think there's there there to, I actually was getting the dopamine hit off the defensive play which I have also never 
previously been that's not my kind of thing so it's kind of like when the second boss who has the staff when I in fact I streamed myself trying to get a no death run and I successfully achieved it and it was as satisfying as any Bloodborne victory I had on stream because it was just kind of like when you're pulling off those okay he's swinging the staff of your head and you're in the space of about like a second you're doing duck duck and then lift your leg to avoid the sweep it's like I'm I'm the boss now I'm the boss character and the AI the AI is afraid of me now you know it's it's that and it's just like it's 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 it is that it is that from thing of 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 the the punishment makes the reward all the more worth it and it is literally it is unfortunately it is just a get good thing and i know not everyone because i because like i was not that way for years i would not bought my head again and i and i still kind of won't i i rage quit scorn on stream this year because like i'm not figuring this out i don't give a fuck about this you know um but well, that's a very different kind it's, it's a different of kind of thing but it, the, the philosophy yeah. of e- yeah, either yeah. figure it out or don't is is applied but man i just i, I, I think you know, i think the thing with sifu as well though is that like there's because you know you can make the comparisons between elden ring and sifu in terms of like these incredibly punishing bosses that you're going to be doing multiple times to figure out the attack patterns and blah 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 for the most part with Elden Ring, it's like you die, you just you you start your bonfire and off you go again, or Grace Point, whatever the fuck it's called, and you go again. And you do that as many times as you need to until either you hit the wall and decide I can't fucking do this anymore, or you fuck off and go do something else. But with seafood, there's that that double punishment where you you know you'll hit your head against the wall with uh, a boss, but like on top of the fact that you, there is a, a finite point that you get to where if you die you have to fucking go back and you know do the whole thing again but there's that like um the 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 whole gimmick around like you aging and you you aging like more kind of increasingly um or exponentially uh with every death and the added frustration that comes with that like in a way you know if i play fucking elden ring and i've got a boss like the tree sentinel for example you know i'll do it 20 times all that's happening there is just I'm just doing it twenty times and I'm figuring out bit by bit the thing that I need to do and there's no additional yeah. punishment there. You might lose there. yourself. Yeah, the, you might. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the, yeah, the, the worst punishment you get is you lose them once and then. Yeah. And I I love it. I love in Elden Ring when I lose my souls because I'm like, well I'm pot committed now. I've nothing. I've nothing <laughs> left to lose. So <laughs> exactly. I'm here for the afternoon now trying to beat this. Yeah, and and that kind of goes away after the first few hours as well when you start getting into the routine of like before I go to somewhere that looks dangerous, I'm spend going to spend all. It, it's more of a yeah. thing while you're explaining, yeah, so like, exploring one of the dungeons, and you're like, oh yeah. shit, I have fifty thousand souls. Yeah. I think the first time I went into an Everjail, I got stuck in that loop because I lost my souls inside the Everjail and I didn't realise that the souls will outside, then spawn yeah. outside the yes. Everjail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't realise that because it was like hidden behind a fucking <laughs> rock or some shit. So I thought I was stuck in a loop of I have to go back and just until I beat this thing because like, at that stage it was a significant as, amount of souls to me. As punishing as Elden Ring is and, and it's well documented, I think Sifu is a much more punishing game. I think so. Because like you're saying with that, the, the age stacking mechanic, like you can, wa- like like you say, you can only lose your souls once in, in Elden Ring. You can watch a great run go down the fucking toilet in Sifu because you die once, you die twice, and it's like, okay, that's added three years. It's not It's not like if it was an adding a year every time you die, that'd be pretty tough, but it'd be one thing. But it's like, I remember like when I was getting, on my, before I beat the game, on my initial run through it, like I think the, the, the the museum was was kind of the the wall after the wall that's level three so that was another one where i was kind of like this is the point where i i'm either going to quit or beat it 
and that was the one where I perfected the level and I got to the boss without the without it with any deaths and then I was dying so often at the boss that like one death was adding 10 years to my life I was like what is going on it was like if this game wasn't so like cool and fun I probably would have given up by now but um look I I I I don't think it's gonna it's gonna uh, uh stay unfortunately it got to top five i absolutely love it i said on my list i said on a non-elden ring year it would be my number one um i think it's the type of game i've been i've been like in terms of its aesthetics and kind of offering you that kind of you know old boy experience that we talked about and it's kind of it's, you know you when you look at the way the animations play out you know it can it can satisfy a certain john wick itch it's kind of like it's a game i feel like i've been waiting for for years but i didn't realize on a gameplay level that i actually wanted something like this um like that museum fight like so so that's another one where you have to do high low dodges but she has these amazing kind of blades on the end of chains and she's like kicking them at you i mean all, all the animations in this game they they are very blades of chaos they are very and like she's kind of this um this um um uh i'd imagine that god of war wouldn't even have won best blades of chaos (laughs) this year she's like this um (laughs) can we look it's been gone for ages now there's like this you see an open goal you have to tap it in i'm sorry buddy (laughs) yeah and and by the way sifu needs to go because you all started talking about how much you loved elden ring instead of sifu no sifu's going i think i think that's fair to say but i wanted to just make mention like like there are so many more moments that we that we didn't chat about because i think they're deeper in the game i mean like i said the last boss fight is one of the biggest fuckers you will ever face in a video game i would absolutely put money on it i would i would i would say any any souls head who, who hasn't played this game play this game and tell me what you think of that last boss it is bananas it is absolutely and it's another one where where i played the game to death and i'd gotten a run down pat where i was able to get basically to him with only a handful of deaths and then i got to him and i was getting 10 and 12 deaths in a row and all this other stuff um but there's so many cool moments and they're like the, the the museum sequence uh the museum level after the 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 club has a, a a lot more kind of trippy stuff in it where you're kind of it's it's a gorgeously designed level and then you're kind of going into these kind of more kind of weird like spiritual kind of dream sequence type things and the color palette of the level is changing every time you do a takedown and then the um uh, uh all the boss fights themselves they take place in this kind of otherworldly kind of uh um uh place like the the first boss is a botanist and when you fight him the level kind of transforms into this like jungle type location uh and then the museum uh uh, fight takes place in this like snowy kind of uh desolate mountaintop um uh, at the top of the museum it's it's got so much character to it and it's insanely satisfying to play but uh yeah look i think i think getting getting to an honorary five here is is uh more than enough it is coming to I think it's whatever consoles it is not yet on. It's coming in the next few weeks. Like Xbox, I think, and yeah. is it out in Switch it's yet, or it's coming to Switch? I feel like it's Steam. On Sorry, it's Xbox and Steam. It's coming to. Oh, oh, I'm gonna have to get okay. this game on right. Steam Deck. Oh God, <laughs> another <laughs> fucking forty quid down the bad. Right. Uh, it's time for me to make the final cut <sighs> before we go to our order of three. Um, and I feel like with immortality gone. I feel like it would be disingenuous for me to cut any other game because I'm looking at the four and I've got my headcanon top three of what's left and another game. Uh, And much as this may ruffle feathers, I can't not go for it uh, on this because, again, it would be disingenuous. Citizen Sleeper. I think think Citizen Sleeper... Think of of everything I said about Sifu and the fact that it was two on my list behind Elden Ring. But coming into this, I was like, but Citizen Sleeper is the one that I feel has 
to make it. It has to make it. This is my Celeste. Uh, this is my Cuphead. This is my Hades. This is my Control. Dave, remember when, remember when we teamed up and got Control? Yeah. I do, but I literally, I can't, like... I love you, man. But like, I literally haven't played. I know. I I haven't played live a little bit. I have played a little bit, but I haven't like played played it. Like I haven't. I'm not going to compare to the other three ever for a single second. And I guess I the import the thing at this stage because we we kind of have established how uh, Mark and Barry are on it is I guess to gauge Garrett and Jack. Uh, on this because like how realistically it makes it over well, the finish fairness, line one of these games Garrett has that multiple times this year called it it's game his game of the year and it certainly every, wasn't Citizen every, Sleeper I think all three of the other games have been Garrett's game <laughs> of the year let me tell you about Citizen <laughs> I, I think Sleeper. 20 <laughs> yeah, the 25 uh, honestly of, like to me it would be between I, I think there's enough passion for Citizen Sleeper that it should be top three if I'm honest but for, I, I, for honestly, the people yeah, who I, feel I strongly the, about I, it it probably I'd cut Splatoon here personally. If I go for pure. Okay, well, if you're going to cut Splatoon, then that's because I'm like, my three and two is level between Splatoon and Live Alive, but I feel kind of like. I feel with Splatoon, if I was to leave that high in my top three, what I'm actually voting for is the experience I had with my friend rather than the actual. And I, I, game. And like, I, I feel. But I, I like, think that's like, my. But Splatoon's my game of the year. Yeah, I, I think that all of that... The Spo- yeah, I don't, I don't think you have to discount it because it's, oh, well, I, you know, I play with my but it, like, I'm trying to figure out... But it, I also had great experiences with the other three, but I also think they're substantially better games. Yeah, I mean, if, I go, yeah. if I go purely on, like, uh, uh, on a desperate tactic or an angle here, I might finally throw in the, hey, this is a remake of a game from 25 nope. years ago. Nah. That's already been that settled law. Once again, Mark Robinson, on your side. Once again, I'm no, like, no, no, I'm no, okay. No, no. I'm not. Cutting Splatoon wait, over Citizen wait, Sleeper. Wait, wait. And wait. then you pop in and throw Live Alive under the bus. Never mind. I'm supporting you, Dave. Get Citizen right. Sleeper Citizen out of here. Citizen Sleeper's Who gone right here. Hang on now. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's hand hand it's done. Three versus let's two. I'm not saying that it's disqualifying this category because of that. But no. I think that the nah. no, yeah, never had like that, Mark, that discussion you, is on, had before it gets on. You can't have it on, anymore. We're on the no, same side. Done. We're we're fighting for this But that that was settled. We got to be fair. That was settled. We don't. That, yeah, that, that's the you can't just you like, can't let it on. Even, and even I was yeah, okay with it. But even <laughs> yeah, even I know you're not saying it's disqualifying. But even after we've settled that it is on here to bring it up as something that counts against the others, like is we can't do that. Fine, all right. We just can't. I fucking hate the last chapter of Live Live. That's it. That's why. Get citizens. You're trying to win over Gareth, and apparently I'm never playing a Dragon Quest game because of Get that. Get so, citizen okay, sleeper so you... out of here. I was so nice to you. Okay. I was so polite uh, about no, it. Nah, citizen nah, sleeper nah. is like citizen sleeper is is. I mean, I think it was robbed on best story. I think it was com- genuinely completely robbed. I think. Yep. I, I think. I think. I think it's easily the best story of, of of the year. It's kind of like in terms of like like you know. In terms of just an unbelievable ensemble, you know, of of characters, um, and in terms of weaving that into the story, and also it it, it was never going to win best looking or music, but I think it is it's a it's a phenomenal package too. I think it's it it, it could have it, something you said earlier. I think it could be one of those that if best style, yeah, as a I think it would have hung in category, style as well. It could have done very well. Yeah, I think Norco would have got that. I to, for you, like Dave, <laughs> you're just no, like, but it's not. I, I don't think it's style. Game. I don't think that's way. It, I. 
I think it's the the world that it creates and the stories that it tells. And I, Barry made a point about like the reward with the different kind of options that you pick is the story. That's the reward, and it does reward you with some incredibly compelling character arcs. By far the most compelling character arcs of the year. Um, I I wish just because, and I, I can't say this with full confidence because I still haven't played Disco Elysium. But what from what I know of it, <laughs> it does ape in similar mechanics in a way that I think that you would really appreciate oh, I think you'd love this. Yeah, sat this down is, this is a, and got around I, I, I think I'd like it thing. a bunch I, I, I don't know if you want to compare it to Disco Elysium not, it's not that it's, it's, not that it's as good help. it's that it's it's that it, yeah. it, it's, it would very much be recommended under Disco Elysium on Steam and if you like that you may mm. also like this kind yeah, of fashion yeah. it's one of those yeah. I, I like I, like so I mean I'm obviously like I didn't fall you, I, did, I didn't fall Garrett method this game but I will say an hour or two or however long I played it not didn't grab me I would say that about Splatoon yeah. 3 <laughs> you know I, I would say yeah. that same thing about that and God is this is this where I, I make a a, um, a Final Fantasy 13 argument where it's like you need to play it for a few hours before it gets good I don't want to do that I don't want to be that guy <laughs> well then don't Final Fantasy 13 doesn't, doesn't get that <laughs> Well, wow, like right. we said earlier, in a year of talking yourself out of winning something, there's never been a more epic right at the final line. You had Garrett putting right, Splatoon let me, 3 no, onto yes. the sword. And let me just let's, talk can I, can, to okay, So I, other than what you've talked about on the show, because I heard you all talk about it, it felt like there was a month of Live Alive on the show. I have not touched Live Alive, so, so I'm completely neutral on that. And it seems, so it seems like everyone loves man. it. Okay. Let me, let me, I made this exact argument about Hitman last year and people <laughs> didn't like it, but let me do it anyway about Splatoon. Guys, it's like just another Splatoon. It is just another Splatoon. Can I, like, as a Splatoon hater, and I'm not actually a hater, I'm playing up to it. I think, I think those games are very fun. Like, the third best game of the year against these passion projects. What could have been a map pack? Can we be real? Like, like, come on. Have you played the first Barry, player, mate? Uh, I'm just going to put Citizen Sleeper in no, red. No, 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 yeah, it's done. Done. You can't, don't put it's it in over. red because you don't, because you think, because I'm, I'm, I'm being a bit stiff here. <laughs> I'm, I, I, okay. I, I be, well, Gar- Barry, I'll put it this way. Like that. me and it sounds like Jack because Splatoon 3 seems to be the alternate here. As Splatoon 3 is not going for Jack. Uh, None of the other three are going for me. So Garrett was your swing vote, and you both absolutely <laughs> done him in here. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to butter someone up to try and finagle. Well, you should. No, no. I, I'm, I'm not one to butter up. I said, at least don't tear it down. <laughs> it's the content of the game's soul is what matters here, boys. That's what matters. Look, I'm not trying to be. Look, I played Splatoon. Three, I had fun with it. I had, but I had exactly as much fun as I had with two. I've never been a Splatoon guy. That's completely fair. I'm. I will also say that as well. I've never. It's not this most recent one. I've just. It's. It's always been a thing to me that I was kind of like this seems cool, but I don't. I don't. Did you play yes. the single player? And actually, I think I said this in the multiplayer category. I think I prefer the single player. I. I'm. I. I am it's not fantastic. moved by Splatoon multiplayer at all. Maybe if I. Maybe if I. If I got a couple of pals on a call like yourselves, that that is the way multiplayer games are supposed to be enjoyed. They're not supposed to be enjoyed. You, you did need to hear Jack scream "Reef Slider" you, down you know, like into your ears. No, RT bagger. Yeah, that is that is how a multiplayer game is supposed to be enjoyed. And like I said to Dave earlier, I don't think you discount that against the game. I think that's pro this game. So don't get me wrong. My my thing on Splatoon. I remember when Splatoon One came out. The thing that the point that everyone kind of made 
um uh about what was kind of interesting about it was kind of it was like a competitive shooter for people who don't like competitive shooters in a way and maybe that's where my disconnect is with it because like, i'm like i do like those games and and you know uh, you know there it's infinitely less charming but something like call of duty in terms of in the hand feels about a million times better than than splatoon and that's that's kind of always been my barrier but i've had my fun <laughs> with it and I, I i enjoyed it and like i said i actually did prefer the single player to the the multiplayer because single player in splatoon 2 i was kind of like i know this is mainly a multiplayer game but this isn't really doing anything for me at all and single player in this one i was kind of like um that i was wondering what was coming up on that phone i was like i, was, I caught the tail end of it i was like what is that gonna say Bagger. anyway um the 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 um the single player in splatoon 3 i was like like really interesting like level design and like super satisfying um uh, collecting and, and and navigating and stuff like that and and you know so i'm not i'm not saying it's i'm not i'm not saying it's terrible or anything at all like that but but i think the issue we have here barry is i would rather have live alive off than splatoon then fuck so off you're, 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 <laughs> sorry Mark. but no but hang on i'm not yeah. i'm not i'm not done yeah. filibustering yet um uh you know like <laughs> you have not moved no Gareth, you, you, like, no, you have honestly plenty in the other direction can someone give me t- t- an earnest response to my, to my point that this seems like just another one of those is there is there a counter to that other than we played it a lot and loved it? Because that's fair. That's fair. I'm not saying that's unfair, but I'm saying that like against the passion project that me and Mark have put up on Citizen Sleeper, if like like and I think I said this in the multiplayer category, would you guys all the fun you guys had with Splatoon three and it seemed like a load? If that game got pushed and you played Splatoon two, would it have been a massively different experience to what you played with Splatoon? There's 3? no reef slider, so no. Jack wouldn't have been able to shout reef slider. Okay, substantial difference. They added they added new weapons and specials. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I I feel like and and like I feel like I also went hard on like I said I went hard on Hitman Three also, but I also feel like that is a way more substantial new entry than than this. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I can agree with you on that. But what I would say is I think that single player mode of Splatoon 3 is one of the most underrated sections of a game of the year. Because not only is it, you know, everything that you like about all of the Splatoon mechanics, but at certain points it showcases every single weapon in the game, all of the different ranges yeah. that you can do with them, all of the different attacks that you can do with them, all the different power-ups you can do with them. It is a platformer at times. It's a rail shooter at times. It's an adventure at times. It's a puzzle yeah. at times. Do you know what it, like, you know what it actually reminds me of, Jack? Is like, so you know the way, to use your trying to compare it to other shooters, which to me generally is like Chalk and Cheese, Platoon, and other, uh, other shooters, right? Um in terms of like how much they give us in the story and how like unnecessarily much in a good way they give us like relative to what you would expect from a single player in a modern shooting game um i think of like how a lot of modern shooters when there's a single player it literally is just an elongated tutorial yeah, which was the case probably for some of the there are elements Yes, and there are elements to that in maybe the first island where you're getting the basics of of Splatoon and the platforming in it. But it goes so far beyond that in terms of like challenge and puzzle and things like that. What I would compare it to, uh, which I think you will get the reference, uh, Barry, is the Titanfall 2 single right, player. Yeah. 
Whereas like you did not have to put that much effort and that much depth into a campaign when the majority of people, if you had just done the multiplayer, were still buying it yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good, te- it's a good ten hour. Yeah, yeah. Campaign, it's long like. and it's, it's good yeah, because would- like it also for each level, it's designed in a way where typically most of them you can traverse them with two to three different weapons that make the mm-hmm. the actual challenge like of the levels yeah, varying levels of difficulty or varying ways to traverse them so yeah. they you get like whatever the hardest one is yeah. you yeah. get more points for yeah. and whatever the most straightforward one is and it just encourages you to interact with because how many shooter games online multiplayer shooter games and we all did this as well that we find our weapon and mostly stick with our weapon we do yeah. right so there's a whole bunch of play styles and mechanics in Splatoon that you wouldn't get to do if it wasn't for the single player showcasing all of the various benefits and mechanics that that are hidden within those different weapons that you can get in the game. And it helps you unlock more tokens Mm. to then use those weapons as you get further on in playing more. And do you know what is an aspect that I think we take for granted with Splatoon 3 that we haven't talked about enough on this is how unbelievably well-balanced the multiplayer is both in terms of matchmaking and in terms of there are no weapons or power-up combinations that give you I, I, there has not been an update to this game where it's like, oh, they have to fucking nerf yeah, this weapon. You'll come across a sniper who you know, because it's fucking you, and then someone else who you're just like, you're so bad at this weapon. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. Yeah, it's the only people yeah. you get who seem completely overpowered. It's not because of the weapon. It's because of how much time they put into the fucking weapon. Because like, so there's things like the Bob Lobber where I'm just like, holy shit, I keep getting absolutely rinsed by people with Bob Lobbers. And then I try with, with it myself yeah. and I'm like, oh, absolutely dog shit. Like yeah. I would need to spend hours to try and perfect it i can see how it could be useful but like you know um so but also you know how to counter it after a yeah. while so like if you see someone blob blobbing you know you just got to backtrack yeah. and then aim whatever weapon I, you have at them and then there try is and take no it, take way to cheese the game either like in the multiplayer mode no. like there's no you can't just like you know camp somewhere yeah. or always use the same strategy to try and reliably win um, you don't know from one match to the next. Um, and then all the other stuff we we brought in in multiplayer and stuff like that about how they have hit that exact sweet spot in terms of victory feels tremendous, but defeat never feels bad enough that you want to just like put it down and walk away. You always want more. Uh, um, and it's like three minute rounds yeah, as yeah. well, which is perfect. It's the perfect length. And in those three minute rounds, so much can develop, so much can happen. You can go from totally owning someone to having the misfortune of all getting taken out at the same time and then having to immediately go back and try to undo your mistakes. Uh, it, rec- it, it, it Again, it benefits different play styles, like Mark staying back, chilling, painting the base, making sure that that was all covered. You know, you haven't lived until you've seen been- a Mark Robinson painted base. Yeah, oh, it was so good. <laughs> Fucking pure purest of pure um, and then like me and Dave just ch- challenging headlong into the, the craziness of it all and Garrett just of, being a death G- yeah, Garrett one of history's great <laughs> monsters uh. yeah, he should have death yeah and, and it, it kind of you find a figure out your strategy as a team and I think that's that's really nice but even if you just get matched with random people online it's still equally as fun to play like it's a, it's a multiplayer game that I'm happy to go away and play like I'm not going to say it's, you know, it's probably a weird comparison, but it's a bit like Warzone where I played with my friends a bunch and loved it and I'd normally just sort of stop there. But on that first Warzone game, 
I carried on playing without my friends and I just teamed up with other random people and still had the same amount of a good time. And there are a lot of other like online sort of multiplayer shooter games that I wouldn't do that with. But Splatoon, I put in some some decent time just by myself joining random groups and, and having a blast with it because it's just so much fun. And yeah, the actual multiplayer hasn't changed too much. Um, so that would kind of benefit towards Barry's argument a little bit. But there's just so many other great things about the game that for me pushes it above the other two Splatoon games that have come out so far. They've sort of rounded it off and perfected it so well to the point where Splatoon 4, they could have like a <laughs> Super Mario-esque like platformer length on one side and the multiplayer on another side and then it'd be like, wow, they've just nailed it. They've nailed the formula. Splatoon 3 feels like the the, the ultimate perfection of what what's come before it to me. Yeah, they finally did a single player campaign that didn't leave me left me feel feeling like I wanted more. Uh, it didn't so feel it, like it, it didn't feel like it was just there because like, it had you, to Dave, be. you mentioned yeah. the tutorials. Like, like yeah. the first two are very much their tutorials. Whereas this is like, how far can we take the mechanics yeah. in this? How many Super yeah. Mario Sunshine throwback boss fights can we do? Which might be an argument against it for Barry. But Big Man's boss uh, fight. Hang on. I was just about willing to give <laughs> Oh, too bad. But I was just about willing to give Wait, wait. There, oh, there's a, a throwback gosh. to the Manta Ray boss fight. From, it's, it's much more tolerable in this game, which might be an argument for this game being good than right. it was in Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, uh, yeah, like if, if it goes back and fixes Mario Sunshine, you might have Barry yeah, back on the ship. Right. Maybe it is all right. Like, I, I was willing to be gracious. It is probably ultimately disingenuous for me to vote against the game I really enjoyed versus a game I played for 15 minutes and said immediately no thank you. Uh, but... If I'm the swing vote right, here, I feel like I've, I've, I've hit a wall here. It seems like there's no budget well, on look, either of these the, things. The, the thing, well, so here's the thing, because again, I I would rather take off Live Alive than Splatoon, and I think that there's at least a universal like we like Splatoon. No, hey, hey, I just let me finish my sentence. We <laughs> like Splatoon a lot. <laughs> so, well, that's what we were trying to say. We were trying to not interrupt him as he was talking, but register our discontent. <laughs> right. So we need to now have a conversation about we need to now have a conversation about Live Alive because. Like you know, we we are we are an impasse at the moment. Let's just all so, vote out Elden Ring. Um, we're not. <laughs> we have three game. people voting to get rid of Citizen Sleeper. <laughs> look, funnily enough, if the three here, if you guys did want to cut Elden Ring right uh, now, I mean, uh, Jack, uh, look, I'm on board with you there, but you know, that's, that's I, a different like, conversation. I, I this uh, like like I think I mentioned this probably way at the top. Actually, it was definitely at the top. It was when we were talking about the games we didn't get to. I didn't get to Live Alive. You know, it was another one of those ones where, where Gareth said it's not going to convert. I'm I will never be a JRPG guy. I've tried. It's not going to be just me. Just fundamentally, I, Citizen Sleeper is a better game than Live Alive. It, it, it just it, is. It, it to an extent, it did convert me because I'm not a JRPG guy, and Live Alive is. Hang on, Dave. You played every generation of Pokemon. That is a JRPG for babies. It, to be fair, it's not the same. It's not like yeah, it's, then, it's not the not same. I'm, I'm not saying they're the yeah. exact same, but I'm. I'm but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, you you're you're more inclined that direction than than I would. Uh, there's be, still you know. a difference between a, a Pokemon game and a Square. Of course, of course. you know, I've never been. You know, that's. But my my point my point is not my point was just that that's why I haven't touched it. It was not for any other reason other than that. So. I'm I'm completely agnostic on it, but I mean, you know, if Mark Mark, if you want to take the floor and give one last push, to try and get like I mean, there's not much I can do uh, here. Like, oh, yeah. it's it's either that or I get desperate that I've got nothing this year, and this is the one thing I can put my hat on. Um, I just uh, Live Alive has some really strong points, but I it, it's not a, a perfect game. Like, it has a bunch of chapters that aren't particularly interesting. I think that ending chapter, the pacing is fucking horrendous on it. I think that the combat system is like 
you kind of can just brute force through most of it. There's not that much in the way of like a, a tactical approach to how you play through that. Um, you know, the strong points look, yeah, look, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful looking game. That is a version of other very beautiful looking games with a 2.5 HD style. It's like saying all HD graphics games, like all fancy realistic games are the same beautiful looking version of HD realistic games. No, but these are, this is the same style. This is, this is a style they've done on, on another, they've done on other projects. Yeah. God of War and Elden Ring are two yeah. very different looking games that are doing that 3D style. Also, I don't, I kind of disagree on the combat because I think, like, obviously it's that sort of, like, zone-based, you know, targeting combat, but every new level or every, like, age has a slightly different take on it. You know, whether it's upgrading your weapons in the sort of, like, initial ages or, like, learning the moves in the present day, all of that. I think it's a super tight version of that kind of combat as well, which I normally absolutely detest. I think it's it's simple enough to follow, but offers enough kind of diversity and complexity as well that you can really get into There's the weeds. There's complexity in terms of like the moves, in terms of like the spaces feel different, but in terms of the actual bells and whistles, it for me felt the same the whole way through, and it was like the least engaging part of yeah, the game. But, but I, I couldn't Besides disagree more the there, especially when like e- each individual chapter has completely different characters. Like there's a Street Fighter version where it's just one-on-one it's just you versus one enemy that feels completely different from like the the space one which has no combat at all besides the final boss battle yeah no obviously that has no count but that's versus, that versus is, yeah. like the, but then there's other there's other ones where you're like there's the um the Edo japan one where like even before you get into combat you can um there are ways you can try and like be very clever and avoid having to do combat. But uh, that's not what I'm talking about. But, but no, t- even when. But, but I'm not finished. Not I'm not I'm finished. About, I'm not finished. Even when you get into combat, like each chapter feels wholly different because sometimes you're squatting up, and there are different ways to chain attacks together to make for more devastating uh, combos. There are uh, chapters in it where it behooves you more to play a defensive style and consider the entire map there are ones where like like the street fighter one where just getting up getting aggressive is the best way to go and things like that i think every chapter feels massively different uh in terms of how you control that combat i think think it's oversimplification to the extreme to say otherwise i think the chapters feel different i don't think the combat is different but that's that's i guess it's insane (laughs) it's really like it's completely different it's not yeah the actual chapters in terms of the story and the beats and that sort of stuff they are different what do you want do you expect it to become an action rpg (laughs) do you expect it to be a different genre of combat No, yeah, yeah, I this, just don't want. This next like, one's a card game. There's no for me. They just I didn't feel that tactical depth in the actual combat. I just I never felt it. I just felt I'm just brute forcing my way through this. It, in prehistory, did you not like try and upgrade your gear and your weapons and stuff that you know from from the bits and pieces that you kind of find around the place or from the different enemies that you were taking down? Yeah, and then you kind of felt like the growth and the progression. Not really, because I didn't that enjoy that the So you just didn't engage sort of with the combat. That's what you're saying. Yes. Well, hang on. If he got through it without engaging with it, I that's but that, that's, that's not, not to against say it's Mark's all, point. It's all the same, though. It's like if, if, if there's it's against there, the point that it's all the like same. There's tons of like Xenoblade yeah. as a game that has tons of systems that I don't touch. Like, but they're there. I'm not going to be like the combat's all the same because I played the game the same. I don't have to do it that way. It's like going to Hitman yeah. and being like, no, I, I, I beat these levels the exact same way every time. How dare this game not differ? Each. And each chapter as well, it's not like a thing where you can unwittingly play each chapter absolutely the same. It definitely, the game is showing and telling you 
Well, this is, I mean, I, these are different ways well, you that's, can play. That's, see, that's, that's more compelling because what I was, I was actually going to disagree with the Hitman point. Hitman compels you to do things because it's fucking cool to do it the other ways. I, I don't yeah. want I have not played this game. I'm not, I don't want to <laughs> get involved. I'm just saying, I'm just yeah. saying that, that if you, if you aren't compelled to engage with something, that's, that's on the mechanic, not you. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Look, as somebody who, no, w- it, who wouldn't typically be a fan of these, um, these zone based turn, uh, these zone and turn based at the same time combat things. Like I know, you know, uh, like you said earlier, Barry Pokemon has the turn based element, but the zone and turn based yeah. thing. As somebody who typically wouldn't be a fan of these, if it was a thing where I didn't feel compelled and could just cheese through it by doing the exact same thing all the time, I absolutely would have done it. But I. Every time it showed me a new thing, I was like, I want to play with the new thing. And then I was like, oh, this the, the, the new thing I'm doing here or the new way of playing or the way it's trying to encourage me to do this is actually really fun. And I'm getting more out of it. And I'm kind of getting that immersion of I am a different character. And of course, this different character would handle and compete and uh, handle a fight differently. Uh, and then and as the well, best example you, you, of that to yeah. me, Dave, I would say is that present day one-on-one street it's fight fake Hogan. thing. Where, <laughs> yeah, where it's the fake Hulk Hogan, but it's like every fighter that you fight, you know, there's 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 a benefit to hanging around in the fights because yeah. you learn different skills. Yes. And then those different skills will then help yes. you That's all. That's one of the coolest things about the present day chapter is that like almost like a, as a trophy, yeah. you kind of pick the order you want to do those uh, opponents in. And as you beat mm. them, you take on one of their skills that you can then yeah. use to devastating effect possibly against the next guy. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it depends if the other the other fight is like they're qu- they move across the spaces quicker or they're like they're bigger and like yeah. they're tougher. Or they or invite so, an attack. They want you to attack first or yeah. Yeah. And it, and then that that way going through learning the different skills and finding out the sort of way to use them in that combat to get the different effect of it. You could just you could just I pretend, I mean like in theory you maybe you can just I did not brute force my way through it i kind of was studying each fight as i learned more skills and deciding Frankly, which of the best the things to use barry was me. talking about i wanted to you know what i mean yeah. okay well that's okay. that's fair I, enough you know. i did as well but like look i didn't want to finish elden ring but am i gonna accept that it probably would well be the game of the year yeah and i feel like that's just my taste and my opinion rather than anything that the game didn't do particularly well in that case it's that that's more on, that feels like that's more on me than it is on the game but yeah i i think you know we're five people we've all got different diverse yeah i just I, know, I just feel like yeah. citizen sleeper is just so much more of an interesting game than i, I know, wish it, i played the thing, I the thing, the thing about sorry, citizen sleeper is i i i just and look I, the wind is blowing that way i think it is what it is i i think it's such an injustice for it to not get an award at all Oh, and this is part of why, if you remember when, when like Immortality did win, I was like, "What, dude? What?" Like, like the thing, the point that that myself and Marco come back to all the time about kind of the 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 story itself being the reward for the decisions you make. That is a point that in conversations not about Citizen Sleeper, you read any book, magazine, blog, YouTube video, podcast where people talk about narrative in games and decisions in games. The the hypothetical great story and decision-based gameplay that people want in video games is in Citizen Sleeper. Do you know what I mean? When people talk about, you know, even in celebrated story games like Fallout, where people say, you know, you know, but sometimes it is a little bit campy that it's kind of like your, your A and B choices, uh, nuke this town or be a nice man. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like Citizen Sleeper is what people say they want, which is they want tangible, emotionally 
motivated decisions that that the the reward or the justification of the of the decision is in the writing that the game has given you up to that point you know what i mean and i just feel like it's one of those things that that like we might be talking next year we might be talking about two different story games in 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 the story category and we'll be having this exact conversation oh i wish there was you know do you know do you get where i'm coming from it's like this is the the type of game that that i think the industry is pining for and that in conversations about other games they describe hypothetical story games that Citizen Sleeper actually is. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's I feel like it's getting really hard done by here, but I think like the problem the, is you know, if you it, put it, Citizen it, Sleeper to a vote against any of the other three games left, it loses. So Yeah. But I, can I just say as well, like, I think Live Alive. Yeah, like we talked it, a lot about the combat. It's not the like the, it's the almost narrative like with, is the most interesting with, thing about that, yeah, that the, the game, story. Not the combat. But so so why why I disagree with Mark on on the last chapter is I think the seven chapters you all, most people will play through, and they might have what, a different favorite. But to me, like the one I con- connected to most was the Imperial China one. So where you you know you have like the old master and your wife is students. Yeah, and the other two students get taken out by like a rival clan. The fucking music and then rocks you, in it as well. Yeah, the music is incredible, and then you have to ascend and become the yeah. master and go and fucking shove it up that imperial. And to me, that's why when I got to that last chapter and you got the choice, I was like, I'm going with my dude from Imperial China. I feel like this is his fucking destiny. You actually actively choose which of the one you save. Like you're, you're, the, the master's trading three apprentices. Yeah. You choose one, and, the other yeah. two die, and the three characters you choose have completely different yeah. stats. But you don't realize yeah, you don't that. realize and then it feels heartbreaking it feels heartbreaking my, my, my bigger issue because like- i do i very much liked the the china chapter i have no issues mm. with that my bigger issue when i talk about the the last chapter so i can't remember which character is that you pick exactly but like so when you have all of your characters there's like a i can't remember like they have a, a special weapon or an ability or whatever and to find it each um uh, character has a like a dungeon specific to them that you have to go into to find it and they all are like the worst tropes of those like 2d jrpg dun- dungeons where there's like a thousand different fucking ways that you have to go and it's the one area or the one part of the game where they reintroduce uh random encounters which almost at that point the game doesn't do and it's one of the things that i liked about the game is it didn't do random encounters it decides to throw it back in here and there's one particular dungeon where you have like four different basements and within them there are like fucking 25 30 different doors that are all locked and to find a key for those doors you have to go into random encounters and it's like every fifth or sixth enemy will drop that key but then there's only like three or four doors out of these 50 odd fucking doors across the four dungeons that are the ones that you actually need to open and all of that my friend is complete bullshit and i thought that dungeon was it was kind of like my yak moment in God of War. I was like, I am, I am this close to fucking just. The funniest thing is that dungeon is completely optional. <laughs> that dungeon, you don't need to go yeah, in there. Yeah, you don't have to do that dungeon no, at all. You don't have to. You don't have to. But if you're, you know, if you're trying to do all of these kind of things with the characters and you know, get all the special upgrades and whatnot, that's part of it. And yes, it is like optional, completely optional too. It's, it's not, it. not like you, yeah. you actually have to seek it out. It's, it's not like the the, uh, the the stuff in Neon White, which is very difficult to avoid. This is very easy to avoid. 
Yeah, but the songs. But it's in there. there. It is like, there. If like, you, like, like, but if you're I, enjoying I, the game and you want to soak up all the side quests, yeah, because like, I, I can't comment because I, I did avoid them. Yeah, I, I just but, played the last chapter of the game, so I, I yeah. can't. I don't know. I didn't play them. But uh, the, the reason yeah. I like the last chapter the most is because like the, the, you go through the seven uh, to things, and then they drop you into an eighth where you play like the most generic Final Fantasy slash Dragon Gate story ever, and you play through it. It's the classic princess has been kidnapped. Go through the cave, kill the guy who kidnapped the princess. Uh, you fail then you're from demise and despair you become the bad guy and then you go in and you bring back your other yeah. seven characters to stop the bad guy you became but my absolute favorite part of that is if you look at the menu you can realize because they give you the choice it's like which of the the seven characters that you played of the chapters would you like to lead off to stop the character from the eighth chapter but then you realize wait a minute I can still choose the character from the eighth chapter in which you go through like a boss rush of just fucking killing all the characters from the rest of the chapters and the bad ending is just the bad guys win and all your heroes died. Yeah, it's deadly. It's so good. I I really like the ending. I do like the ending. Yeah, yeah. I really want to... God, I want to go back to that final chapter and do with that. You just <laughs> like, yeah, you do, you, like you go to the final boss fight rules. of all of the chapters you played, but you play as the boss, and as the boss, you just kill the characters and win. Yeah. It's so cool. And I do, I do like as well that if you are losing, it get, does get to the point where it's like, you know what, you just want to block the earth. <laughs> yeah, just you just like want to give up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. More, more games to go. Do you know what? You want to blow up the earth? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do you fancy playing? I feel a thousand times stronger yeah, about live good. live than I do Splatoon ultimately. But if but if you do put it to the vote against it and Sleeper, if I'm being honest <laughs> about it, like, like I, I can't vote for a game that I hard like hard outed of after 15 minutes. It wasn't like oh this is it's like yeah. no just no. Uh, I can't vote for that over a game yeah. I did very much enjoy. I can't even if I I'm, I'm yeah. honestly somewhat inclined to agree that I think the passion is ultimately stronger. It would be disingenuous of me to. Vote for it. I'm sorry. Same. Yeah. I vote for I'm Xenoblade sorry, Chronicles we'll music. Like, hey, listen, if you kept Xenoblade here, we kick Splatoon right out. I've had to listen to you fucking slag off Signalis for the last 12 hours. As I was thinking when Mark was talking about the dungeon and talking about a whole load of locked doors, I was like, oh, well, I think Garrett's oh, no, 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 come no, back no, in here. Because no, 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 no. every key is for a specific door, and the map tells you specifically that, hey, like the game is very, very smart and intuitive about telling you that key goes to that door. We caught Signalis you know, six hours. Years ago, we had like that's just, <laughs> just not the same. I'm sorry, Barry. I just had to one more time. <laughs> Do you want to throw another shot at God of War? Just you know, just just for the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. we've we put the shoe into yeah, Jack enough on. on this. Uh, so I think, yeah. unfortunately, I've got nothing. I just, I you nothing. Say that as I just had to hate Elden Ring. <laughs> Yeah, Mark. Let's yeah, yeah. let's have a conversation with Mark Lads about how he's trying he's trying to resist this idea that he's a from guy now. Like, just embrace it, okay? I'm you, not from. You've guy. put more time into that game than I like, have. I understand the idea that like we've sat I've here for 15 hours and we're going to end up saying the words Elden Ring at the. I get it. It's really boring. <laughs> like yeah. that we, we sat here for all this time <laughs> yeah. and we are it's just going to end up saying the words Elden Ring and giving it game of the year. It's not exciting. I understand that, but like that's like the biggest argument for why it <laughs> yeah. gets game of the year it like it does sit so far above everything else that it's just Elden Ring it just is it's you're totally right Garrett is like normally coming into this is like I you know there's been a couple of years where like I don't know what's gonna win game of the year and that's really exciting to me 
the only car- category that I came in as a recording with, I think, is a mortal lock. It's just <laughs> it's, Elden Ring. I know it's, it's, it's boring. It, like we sat here for all this time, and we are just going to say Elden Ring. But it's like it is a towering behemoth that just stands above everything. It's so fun. And and like you know, I talked about the and you know again, I totally take your point about uh, me with Pokemon and Live Alive, uh, Barry. That you could argue how much it really did convert me when I already was like dipping a toe in the water of turn-based combat. This is the conversion game. It converted Mark, and it absolutely like I am not only the reason I have not gotten anywhere near the end of this game is not that. I don't want to beat this game is that I want to beat all 238 bosses in this game. I I want to clear this game out and I am going to take however long that takes and I am not going to stop playing this game. I, there may be weeks where I don't play it that much. There may be weeks where I'm only playing this game. I'm obsessed with this. I have become a lore pervert of this game to a, a shameful degree. Um, I think it's a fucking masterpiece of a game i think uh again making one of the most notoriously trademark inaccessible subgenres of games accessible as accessible as they can be is an incredible feat because you look at other games that kind of have that rep and look how long fucking monster hunter has been trying it this is an accessible one guys and it there's never been one they are lying there has never been an accessible monster hunter game stop fibbing um whereas this actually like again is there is only in my back catalog there is only one this is super deliberately hard these bosses are going to ruin your life games that i have turned on in a, in a favorable way and it's become a favor and that's cuphead but i think that's that's apples and oranges with elden ring it's a different experience yes there are hard bosses in this too but it's a completely fucking different thing um this game is just unbelievable um i love it so much can i just say one thing though like because i i can't argue that elden ring is a game of the year nor nor would i ever want to because i can see everything great about it for me, and I know this is probably going to raise people's ire, so I'm sorry. For me, wish I had a difficulty setting. Just do. No, I'm. Do you know? I'm, I I'm not it. one of these people that's like, no, you have to play it on hard mode. Like I'm, I, and I, I have always hated the the kind of hardcore from people who are just like, no, just get good, son. I was like, no, because like, I really would like to have time. like, um. I would. I love everything about the aesthetic of Bloodborne, but before I came to Elden Ring, I was like, I'm not touching that with a fucking barge pole, mate. The closest I came was very much living vicariously through Barry. Like, genuinely, one of my favourite moments in video games of the last several years was seeing him uh, down Father Gascoigne in one to the astonishment of the chat. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, like I, I'm totally somebody that's like, no, like put an easy mode in. I yeah. don't care. It doesn't force yeah. me as a normal player, like a normal difficulty player to play it any easier. Why not? Like I'm all for, in whatever way you want to interpret it, making a game more accessible to wider audiences. Absolutely cool. Yeah, and I'm happy to say I'm a coward. I ran away from yeah. everything. I was collecting runes for, for a fight that I was never actually going to have because I couldn't beat anything. That's fine. I know all of that. I, I'm aware of what my limitations are. Or It's not even limitations. If I bash my head against this thing enough, I would be able to do it. I just don't want to. 
Um, and it's a shame because I've seen uh, like you know a good sort of ten hours of what this thing is, and like it, it, and I've seen better people, some of them on this call right now playing the game and looking like they're having a blast. Um, and I wish that was me. Um, but that's the only to me that's the only knock on it really. I can't really bring you know anything else up as an argument against it as a whole package. You know there might have been things that I thought looked better or things that I thought had better stories, or things that thought had better music. But as a total package, does anything really come close no, this year? No, not even. Uh, there, there is a reason it's so boring as a pick. There really is. Like, it, it's because everything about this game is just phenomenal. Everything about... Well, you might say, there's some popping. It has that going again. There you go. There is a negative about Elden Ring. It has a little popping. I think the game is allowed popping, <laughs> considering what it's doing. But when you think about combat, game. when you think about yeah. world design, when you think about art, when you think about music, when you think about scale, because everybody has that moment in this game where you think you know how big this game is and then you realise how big this game is. Everybody has that moment. Even when you've got the, even when you've got the whole map unlocked, yeah, that's not the whole map. Like the, like the whole, when I found out there's yeah, underground there, there's cities. There's a whole second map I, underneath <laughs> the map. Yeah. Yes. There's underground cities. Yeah. Oh, man. Why isn't this game easier? <laughs> I think the biggest point of contention I have with this game is just a way, the way around it, how it explains to you how things work, specifically UI-based. I think this game is, I'm not going to say atrocious, because I think that that language is more born out of my own frustration with it, but I think the way it tries to explain to you or doesn't explain to you a lot of the, the UI and how things things kind of fit together or where you need to go to do certain bits and pieces. I think it's quite poor in that regard. And I think a lot of it is a kind of like dependent on you having played these games to understand what vigor is and how you yeah. when, when people said like you, you need to make a spreadsheet and notes and stuff i was like oh man really like i spend all day looking at spreadsheets i spend all day writing emails and stuff like what i play a I, video I, game i, I, I gotta say to though again as a guy who wasn't into these games like i i came in with no experience playing any of them and I like not that I figured out that I'm a master of menus and stuff like that, but it it's just accessible enough. Like literally, like you go into each stat, you go right number goes up, that's good. Number goes down, that's bad. And then for each of the like vigor and stuff like that, when you go to upgrade it, literally to the right of where it says vigor, it has like two yeah. lines. This is what vigor is. Like that's, that's easy that's, though. To me, it's the que- it's the quests. So like you know, you start a quest. There's nowhere that will like collect all of your quest line information. Like I might bump into somebody I saw like four hours ago and I'm like oh it's that one guy you know like Kieran Culkin and fucking Scott Pilgrim and I just think like there's no to me like you know you don't want to far cry it where you've got loads of points on the maps because clearly like that ruins the sort of freeform exploration style of the game but would it kill them to have a quest list of how far along you to are? To be fair, since you since you played the game, Jack, they have patched in. They they put character locations oh, on the they? map, so they made it slightly. Yeah, yeah. The, slightly the combination easier. of yeah. the adding in the character location, making it slightly easier, and that like yeah. if you're kind of if you're not just like hitting the, as a triangle to skip through lines of dialogue, is like most of the time they will give you this is where I'm going to be, or this is where the thing is. Um, they they will say like I I think of the 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 girl who you're trying to find her father and if you just skip through if you're somebody who in the open world just skips through the dialogue to get the so that you know there's a quest then you're gonna like you, you probably will miss it because you're skipping through but like she will say within a couple of lines he goes oh he's he's chilling out at Stormvale on one of the battlements <laughs> you know and then lo and behold you're in Stormvale there he is there's the it's one there. of those things where it, it, it's like 
it, it is undoubtedly like more inconvenient they, they don't that you don't you can't just pause and look at like 95 percent of other games have a quest log right but or away but, but or. I will say that, and I'm glad they added things. Like, I'm glad they updated it to at least put the character locations. I think that's a good move. But I will say, I will, I, I, I will take in a heartbeat them not having a quest log because the again, this game was so perfectly timed because it does exist as the antithesis of basically everything else. Mister Duncan in, on me for saying I failed to say games. antithesis earlier. Thanks very much, Barry. Don't don't think I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. They, I, I, I love the idea of the antithesis of everything else, you know, like as a kid who grew up listening to like punk rock and heavy metal, like that was me. Is this right? the anti-antithesis? What, yeah. yeah. what, what, I, what I didn't realise was like I was a dumb idiot who's like, oh right, so Iron Maiden and Metallica have both sold like 80 to 100 million albums, so they're not really the alternative choice. Lots of people listen to them. But there are some things in video games that are helpful and good quest logs are good because i like to complete quests i like to know where i am in quests i like to know how many i've got to do how many side quests are i'd love like a you know like a a proper like in-depth you know here's how many bosses there are like all of this kind of built into the menu and maybe only after you discover them but at least seeing the, the 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 how many there are and it can just be question marks in a location to say okay so if you want to battle all of the Elden Ring bosses there are 230 you can go into a sub menu and it just shows you all of the lines and it will give you a rough location and it won't tell you what they're called or what they look like or any of that stuff until you discover it yourself and then it's in there and you're like oh yeah I remember this boss in this dungeon that I couldn't beat now I'm much higher level I can go back there and beat it and stuff like that you have to write that down or remember that and I'm sorry that is worse I know it's an antithesis it is worse it is it is it depends it it depends it does depend because it's like because and it's like I mean I remember when this game came out everyone was doing their like parody screenshots where they put like their fake Ubisoft shit all over the Elden Ring screenshots and it was so funny and and so insightful it's funny it is too far but you kind of have to if you want to stand out and you want to really say we're not going to do that you kind of have to go the other extreme because to me I actually and again like I've you know I've played Bloodborne and I only I really only did that because I wanted something interesting to stream I had no intentions of becoming Mr. Souls man but like like to me it's just that is what they they call call me in the streets Um, Mm -hmm. but like to me it's just it it sounds really hyperbolic but to me to put a list even if it was all question marks to put a list on the menu and say here's Two, there are 280 bosses in this game yeah. that takes something from it to me do you know what I mean because I, I like something not knowing from what they're trying like, to I know, achieve artistically I know we all know there's X amount in there because everyone said it but I like not actually it, being told do you know what I mean it's it's the purest expression of the joy of discovery like because even one of my favourite games ever made Breath of the Wild doesn't go the whole way in that it goes some of the way and I think that's maybe the the halfway point that addresses some of the things you need, Jack, from your experience while still retaining some of the challenge. But I think it, in terms yeah, of what... But, but that's it, Breath of the Wild. To me, like, and I know this might cause a, a bad reaction, but to me, Breath of the Wild is a much better open world exploration game for that because I think it they're ultimately doing because the problem uh, most, most of the, the, like, the points of compare. frustration you'd have with Elden Ring are conscious design choices it, like it's it's not the case that yes. that, 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 that yeah, these things exactly. don't exist it's, because it's they, they just didn't consider them like the game is actively hostile toward you that's the way it is and like yeah. if you're like I do not like yes. that 
totally understand it. Like, if you're totally, like, yeah, like, of the course. The game is yeah, anti-me yeah, yeah. while I'm playing it. I understand if you're yeah. like, no, thank I, you. I would not like the game to be actively that, trying to harm me. It's, yeah, it's, it's also this game's way mm. of trying to teach you. Do you know, by, by being hostile to you, by, like, if it was, like, hands-off for the first, like, relatively hands-off or relatively training wheels for the first five hours, you are getting fucking minced as soon as you get outside that ring fence. It needs to be hostile to you. It needs to, to be that oppressive, yeah, but that to your point, quick. They ultimately, like, uh, like what, one, what, what not makes break discovery this. so good is the fact that you're you're discovering things. You're, you're not being led to them. Right. It's not a path. Everything yeah. you find, yeah, yeah. you found because you like, you're just like, that way. Yeah. And that's the way they works. Uh, you can be, you can, and, and you can have this idea in your head, like I'm going to go to, you know, I keep mentioning Stormvale, but like say it's Stormvale. It's like, I'm going to go to Stormvale. I'm going to go, I know Godric the Grafted is there. I'm going to go fucking straight for him. And then you will find something that might, compl- that you didn't know was there, that there's no map marker or anything like that. You just go into a room while you're in Stormvale Castle and you find a thing. And that thing takes you off <laughs> For three or four hours trying to figure out, like, how can Sometimes I use that this thing? Sometimes that thing literally um, takes you in terms off of, like, to another part of the map. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and there's there's things like, um, so when I got the Morning Star, um, this mace in the game. So, like, one of the things it does that, like, I think at first you get intimidated when you're not used to these games with lots of numbers. That you're kind of like, how the fuck? I know I can't use this yet because it's got the red X, but how the fuck do I use it? And, like, if you don't take a breath, you go, it's imperceptible. But you look and you go, okay, right, it needs me to have, like, um, you know, 10, level 10 of this, blah, blah, blah. So you upgrade and then you unlock the Morning Star. And the moment when I was like, right, I'm going to try out the Morning Star in this dungeon. And in um, a lot of the dungeons in the game, there are these skeletons. And you swipe at them with a standard weapon. And they will, like, crumple into a pile of bones. But then maybe it's about five seconds, Garrett. And then they reanimate, pull themselves back together, and they come at you again. And... The moment where I was like, I'm trying out the Morning Star. Oh, it's these skeleton cunts again. And I hit my like my 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 special attack with the the Morning Star, and it unleashes this wave of holy energy, and that kills them completely dead. The moment where I'm just like standing there with Morning Star, like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just you know, uh, you fucking uh, yeah, that's that. what this game is. Bottle that that, that, that game is this, that I'm jealous of this. over and over again. That feeling of like personal I, accomplishment. Uh, yes, again, yeah. And it's it's. Yeah. I talked about that moment earlier on of like demigod fell. I could. I felt yeah. immortal in that and moment. It's, it's, it's like, like this is gonna this is gonna sound so stupid about a game that is gigantic and stuffed to the gills with content. But bear with me while I'm while I'm saying this here. In its own weird way, it is kind of minimalist because the stuff you see is the stuff you see, and it's kind of like you know. Uh, you, maybe you, you go to a certain dungeon you get your ass kicked you say okay fuck it I'll come back later but maybe you don't come back later because you got distracted by something else and it's like well it's for the best that you that, that's not part of your journey then whereas if you had a menu item that said you were here earlier you have this checkpoint there you can go there here's the item that's there here's the boss that's there you'd, you, you'd be compelled to this game this game for as many numbers get thrown around about it, like obviously now because you know we're all online, we know the number of bosses, right? We know the number of X, Y, Z. But in when you're playing the actual game, it's not a game to be min-maxed, and it's not a game, despite being an open world game with seven bajillion bosses, it's not a game to be checklisted. It doesn't want to be a checklisted, and that's why that's why it doesn't have those menu options. 
they would absolutely make it easier and less less abrasive to play but it doesn't it doesn't want to give you a list because it doesn't want you to check things off a list do you know what I mean it, and, and as well uh, in terms of that like uh, amount of things there are in the game and the open world side I think like the design of this world is unbelievable because there are so many little kind of areas or things you might see in the distance when you're riding around on torrent or trying to get somewhere else where it's like I wonder what would happen if I went down up or in there and I, I've never in this game. Every time I've had that instinct, it's never been nothing. Yeah. Anything that looks remotely worthy of exploration, and there is so much. There is so, in spite of how big it is, there's very. If you understand my meaning, there's very little empty space. Um, because there's always something somewhere nearby. Um, and it could be, you know, you're going around what looks like a big open field and a fucking giant, um, like gets up out of the ground and starts coming for you it could be <laughs> no thank you it could be that there's like there's these enormous cavernous ruins that look like there's nothing there except a couple of like uh, giant rats and stuff like that and then you find there's like this staircase that goes down and there's an incredible weapon or upgrade or something yeah, or you like, could, like that bash in there. your head against um, Stormville Castle it could over be, and over again or you could realise if you look around there's a little path underneath it where you can just go skip the entire castle and come out the other side and keep on exploring yep Yep. You can just skip right past the castle. Yeah, there's there's, like, there's I a think little even, path where you can yes. just walk underneath yep. the castle, come out the other side and continue exploring the other side without yep. doing the castle. Absolutely no problem. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Because when I was still trying to get over that wall, um, I was watching a tutorial video that was just like, um, here's, if you've never played these games before, uh, here's a, a couple of tips to stop you from having the shy scared out of you. And one of them was, I'm going to get you a very decent basic weapon for each kind of build you might want to later do. And one of them was him showing me the path under Stormvale uh, because there is like right on the far side of it, there's a cool little weapon if you want to do a faith build. Um even within Stormvale Castle itself, and it is very interesting, and I'm sure in later locations it's a similar kind of thing. Um, within Stormvale, there are about four different ways to attack that one castle to like enter, go around, um, interact with. There are definitely ways where you can basically go and kill every living thing in there. There are ways you can kind of sneak past and try to get to Margaret, get to um, Godric. Um, Stormfield's such a weird castle for me because it feels like a like end of game castle. It's like, but it's the first. Well, it's not. It's it doesn't have first. to be the first castle. But it, yeah, but it, it is, is for most people. If, if yeah. you follow what the game like. The, the gentle and it's the only kind of gentle hints the game really gives you is those um, trails when you the, the the little trails of light which will lead you to another um, side of grace that kind of point you. Well, yes. And if you follow those, that path in the first couple of hours, it leads you towards Stormvale. Yeah. Um, so it, it's the game's way of, and that fucker, this is as close as you're getting. Way more <laughs> this is as close as you're getting than any other castle that I, I think I did like three. And then one of them, obviously, like you do the festival and that sort of takes half the challenge away because then you go to Starscoach from there. I you, you mentioned Torrent there and that reminded me because obviously I have to come to this and bring up the things I don't like about the game to balance out the, you know, the plaudits and whatnot. At times with this game, the biggest challenge or opponent or enemy that you come across is the camera. And there's two specific areas with that. Flying enemies and riding on Torrent. I hate the horse really? combat. Really? I, I, I understand I'm flying enemies. There are, there are times... 
I like there the horse. Let me, let me tell you about a little works. horse called Roach in The Witcher Three, my friends. Well, <laughs> you know nothing of difficult horse combat. Yeah, I, I thought I think the horse combat is like actively way easier in this game than the actual. Combat. I thought it was all right. Yeah, I'm. I thought there it was. Yeah. Yeah. Times, there, there are times when like you've got a couple of enemies that you're coming towards and you kind of slap them on the back of the head and off you go and that feels great. But there are times when you get into like one-on-one encounters where it's not. A, I can't remember what the fuck it the the name of it is, but it's like as a big knight on a horse. The nice cavalry. Yeah, and like you're running around in circles against each other, just like trying to slap it with your sword, Christ. and I hated it. I, it did not feel in I any way like there was. Like I, you, I, I you were doing things tactically. It was just like you're trying to get a slap in, and hopefully you can get. Pretty away sure from that's how horse combat and works. It didn't feel fun. <laughs> that was how I played. But it just yeah. did not feel. That was my fun entire playthrough experience. By the way, it, just, it was frustrating. Okay, well, Mark, get and, off the horse and fight him in a uh, more fun way then. Yeah, because yeah, you can. You don't <laughs> yeah, have see, to be on the horse. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's not yeah. happening. Because um, like that's flying what I was. Was the other thing. The way I was. I never like flying in in any game. I don't like yeah. flying enemies unless I can also fly. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't like <laughs> yeah. flying enemies. Yeah. Would you can't in this surprisingly? I, I, yeah, I think. Uh, I I think that like so I was I have had great mm. fun with horse combat because what I'm doing is like I'm charging like I'm in a fucking joust and then I'm doing wide circle yeah. and then coming back and we're charging at each other again and it just feels like this epic fucking like butting heads over and over again and then you start learning. Then when you're on the horse combat, you can use the the trigger and shoulder button on the other side to do your swing from the left-hand side. So you can start looking at where the knight's cavalry or the tree sentinel is holding his sword and getting ready to swing for you. And at the last minute, you can kind of like duck and go to the other side and unleash a, like a, a, a sword swing from the other side so that you are dodging and getting a strike in in the one go. Stuff like that, that like is just that little extra layer to it like compared to like, like, like I said like a thing like Roach where half the time you call Roach and he's on a shed <laughs> yeah you can also um, like for horse I, fights like, you can get like stuck on the enemy's blind side where they, they're turning and you're turning the same way so yeah. they can't do fucking shit <laughs> you can just wail on also, them I have to I have to it, it also it also rewards you for looking at the um, very quickly you realize to look at the the bar on the horse rather than the bar of like the Knights Cavalry the Tree Sentinel because if you can if you can perfectly time a strike and then jump off as you slay the horse, there you can get, I think, like, depending on the boss, you can get, like, two criticals in on a, a boss that has just been knocked off horseback. Uh, and that feels immensely satisfying as well. Um, like, once I figured out, though, because, like, I think very early doors, that tree, that first tree set in the Limgrave is incredibly intimidating because that's the first time you see a hyper-aggressive em- enemy once you, once you aggravate it. Um, but once you kind of, like, I didn't do him first. He wasn't my first horse combat boss. I did one of the Knights Cavalry first. And once I, I, I figured it out by doing that because he was slightly less aggressive... Once I kind of got right, this is my horse combat strategy. Um, I came back and I'm having a fucking boatload of fun doing it. I, I will say again, yeah, and it is kind of a fucking, it's on, almost in all video games that involve a flying boss thing. I, I will totally cede your point on that. That said, when I beat my first dragon... It- yeah, I feel, I feel like, that, oh, like there's like, those little like pterodactyl dudes. They, they suck, I hate them. But I... Yeah, to be honest, like with the dragon... 
the dragons sword fought cunts the, the dragons most of the combat takes place when they're mm. on the ground anyway yeah. and you're just kind of like slapping at the legs and there's something to um, when like the dragon is in the air of, and you really can't see it I kind of prefer it that like if, if they say locked on the dragon it's like that moment of panic when like yeah. I know the dragon is in the air but I don't know where and then it lands in your head and fucking kills you yeah yeah but those those gargoyle mm. vampire motherfuckers they, they can Terrible fucking things. just mm. yeah. But on the on the horse, I do want to say that like it's pretty cool that you know we're having a multiple minute conversation <laughs> about horse combat. The, I fucking love this the, show, the, man. The kings of the of the you know super hard inaccessible game from they've like solved in, in a really interesting way that I hope AAA games steal. They solved a lot of uh, problems when it comes to like getting on and getting off a horse because they made it. They made it a oh ghost God, horse, so, easy. so you just summon it and you're just instantly on it. And when you get rid of it, it just disappears. There's none of this animation and- getting off, animation getting on, accidentally hitting it. It runs away. You have to get it back. You have to put your fucking right ammo type back in your gun. Red Dead Two. Oh my fucking god! Whereas this game is just like the fucking horse is gone now. Agreed. Neither here there. Can I say as well, the, the first time the first time you stumble into that when you're sprinting with the horse, you can do like a super jump dismount to give you like yeah. an almighty jumping R2. Yeah. There's also like the fun little system oh, where when fuck. the horse dies, like, what, you can use what like a one way of the flasks to... to revive it. So there's like a little risk yes. reward to bring the horse yes. back. What a way to uh, start off any like storming of a settlement or something like that to fucking run in on torrent full speed and just launch in the air with a fucking weapon. Ah, oh, a yeah. good video game. I'm excited. Elden Ring, fucking third, maybe. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so what do we see here? Citizen Sleeper, Elden Ring, Splatoon. Did we say? The only thing that remains to decide is what are second and third. Which what order are we going in? Yeah, um, <laughs> just to, to show my, yeah yeah to, to show people that distinctly don't care I'm alive alive second I would go live alive second and then Splatoon 3 cool um, probably if I had to choose okay yeah that's yeah. probably how I would that's probably how I would go okay that was that was relatively <laughs> that's famous that's funny how painful getting the 3 <laughs> like, was and then 3 is like just an inevitability <laughs> Like, like I say, yeah. the lowest guy on this podcast on Elden Ring agrees that Elden Ring should be game of the year. So that was <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was yeah. set in stone from, from the first yeah. moment. So, yeah. <sighs> okay. To the delight of many people, and particularly Sean McGee, we've reached a verdict. Our 2022 Games of the Year. In third place, Splatoon 3. In second place, Live Alive. And your 2022 Game of the Year, Elden Ring. the right choice listen everybody it's not most interesting pick for game yeah. of the year but it's a it's it's best game of the year that's the question we have to ask ourselves <laughs> gentlemen we did it oh my god oh finally it's a hybrid eight till next year I can't year. wait to toss up I think this is nearly 15 hours worth of <laughs> videos so and podcasts if anyone's still listening yeah. at this point <laughs> thank, thank you very you much. much yeah Thank, like uh, before we get to the fan poll as well because like that's oh, the, the listener poll is where we, we want will there be any <laughs> juice on that I don't want to forget that for game of the year of all things but uh, yeah like a sincere thank you to anybody that listens because like 
you know, I, to be fair, the five of us were in a room. We'd have a lot of fun arguing this shit out. But like, you know, people listening and enjoying and interacting with us gives us the excuse to do this <laughs> more often. Um, so, yeah, incredible. Uh, gentlemen, do does anybody want to venture a guess as to what the listeners game of the year was? I mean, it's Elden Ring. I, you know, uh does anybody want to guess any any spicy contenders for anything? I think like, at the list here, which will vindicate Jack a little bit. I'm going to guess Vampire Survivors will be two or three. Um, would it would it shock everybody to learn that this was the biggest split we've ever had in Uh-oh. Game of the Year? In Ooh. terms of the amount of different games that got oh, votes. Oh, I mean, wow. it's because we had so How, many. However, only two games got more than three votes. Wow. What? Yes. In second place, because there's like a five or six wow, way tie. that's hilarious. <laughs> like, there's like so many, like, what have I got here? I can see immortalities on, on yeah, three give votes. Us, give us the three. Give us like the, okay. the, the split for the three. Cause I think we've got, oh no, sorry. We've only got three on three votes. Okay. So on three votes, so sharing the bronze medal, we've got immortality, Ragnarok, and Arceus, yeah. which I think is the big wow. surprise there. Doesn't me. surprise me. It was a real good game. In second place, so now I'll go to percentages. In second place, carrying 12.2%. or 12.2%, So you get second place with 12.2 shows you <laughs> oh, how much oh this God, is placed, right? Is <laughs> Vampire yeah, Survivors. Barry's yeah. on the money. And carrying this category. So we're jumping from 12.2 to 34.1% mm-hmm. for Elder Ring. Alrighty. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Citizen Sleeper received one. No, no votes. votes. God, what, no what votes. <laughs> Just shit and piss on the grave, baby. Just get it in there. Uh, but how many other games got zero votes? Uh, Loads, I'd say, yeah. I mean, look at, look at you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 25 you games got, here, yeah. Because we have like... Yeah. We have like three on three. We have like maybe two or three on, on two votes and then a handful on one. Uh, so there's like, there's probably a good eight to ten games looking at the size of our list that didn't get a single uh, fucking vote. Because the thing with them is like, obviously we do our order list of three, but when people do the vote, they can only right. pick one. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so that's going to, that's going to skew things yeah. quite a bit. I do, I respect the hell out of the, the one person uh, named Carrot Gidney. Obviously, I'm sure. It was me. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be like Mark or Mark's the impassioned thing, and then yeah. he didn't I actually vote for that. Vote well, next year on, on this no, thing. I, I definitely, I definitely voted Signalis for this. So I know that much. I can. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say that you didn't in the earlier card. I was like, I can send you the spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, this is really enjoyable. Um, thanks to everybody, Garrett. A stellar. Mm-hmm debut I'm pretty happy. on Game of the Year. There's, there, there's the not park. a ton that went against me. Yeah. This is a hey, very good year for you. You have to tear me down next year, you see. Yeah, we need to sort that out for next year, I think. Yeah, I think next year might finally be the year where Jack dominates Game of the Year. It feels like one of those things where like the turnaround is coming. He's been the people's champion for many years now. Um, 
please. So it's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. I need a W, please. This this has somehow been like my most favourite edition of this and also my least favourite because I've just got <laughs> nothing That's the most year. Mark Robinson yeah, thing I've heard I, you say in a long time. This was classic Mark. This was great, but my head hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the real journey versus the destination debate because, yeah, I think I think we've had our most interesting yeah. conversations, but I look at some of them winners and Mark, was, where, where did we land on this podcast we're starting? Come on, me, me and Gershman, wasn't it? Come on. Sorry. We, uh, still, we'll, 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 still smarting over Neon Y. We'll, we'll do a bunch of Twitch streams this year and just, just oh hell yeah, more like Neon Shite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks again, of course, Barry, for us haranguing you. Once my again, genuinely, my pleasure. It is my pleasure every single year to do it. Um, I'll, I'll hit us up with the plugs here. I'll link to the cast is where you need to go. We'll be taking a couple of weeks off at the start of January, as we customarily do, but we will be back for what would be the the eighth or ninth season yeah. basically of this this podcast now at this stage the eighth yeah. i think i and the annual it's past midnight i'm not I feel like the annual point. sean mcgee yeah. special this year will just be a fucking victory lap as well by the way uh, yeah oh yeah oh he's oh the rubbing in that's gonna yeah. happen yeah so this is the eighth game of the year so we'll be starting the ninth season essentially of the podcast uh at some stage in january with the annual mcgee special um, so look forward to that uh, at link to the cast where you need to go to get subscribed um, check out links to if you were listening to the audio version of this to see the video version or if you watched the, if you came across the video version on YouTube to check out the actual podcast that we do every week um, individually I'm at the date Dave Mark is at Lithium Project Jack is at Jack Lazell Garrett is at Garrett Kidney uh, Barry is at the Barry Lad R.I.P. Don West R.I.P. the Big Don man. yeah um, and yeah, we will see you in 2023 for uh, more of this, I guess. <laughs> Bye. Happy New Year, everyone. It's, it's been emotional. I'm working on Elder Ring 2, by the way. <laughs>